Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Mike Rowe here with a radical idea. If you want to see more companies make more things in this country, buy more things from more companies who make things in this country. I refer in this case to the incredible t-shirts, sweatshirts, blue jeans, and more made by my friends at American Giant. Everything American Giant makes is made in the United States. And right now, you can take 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com slash Mike. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Yeah, I would say happy, happy Friday, but I know people are not all that thrilled in the Delaware Valley, at least. But you know what? We're here to brighten your day. We are Sports Take. He is the gun. He is Barrett Brooks, who's back from the links. I am Rob Ellis. Good to see you, fellas. How are we doing? What's up, guys? You all right? What's going on with you? We barely get on the show. Eric Holland, time for D-Gun Barrett and the white guy. <laughs> yeah, but what makes him think I'm white, man? I don't know. Hey, Rob is a light skinned brother. That's right. right. That's right. Oh, see the way he wore that can go. That's yeah, right. Man. Yeah, that's how hey, we hey, hey, look. It's Friday, man. It's Friday. Yeah, we're all pissed fun. off. I know where I am. I know we're in mourning, but I gotta start with something off off the cuff here. Uh-oh. Um so last night, you know, I'm doing my, my husbandly chores and my wife says, Hey you got to stop talking in the third person. And I said, huh? She goes, it makes you sound egocentric and self-centered or self, self-absorbed. <laughs> and so I looked at her and I stared at her for a second. And I said, D-Gun's not happy right now. <laughs> D-Gun's not, not good with this decision. Uh, she goes, would you stop it? She goes, okay, Friday's your last day. I said, D-Gun is not in compliance with this decision. <laughs> oh, she goes, this has got to stop. She goes, and I'm like, D guys gotta do what D guys gotta do. I mean, I'm like, you know, I mean, she always gives me good advice about a lot of things in life. Yeah. But but some things I gotta go rogue on. This you know. one you're not listening to. I got you. Well, I, I don't want to say that and she can hear me. I'm not gonna say I'm not. You, you've taken to it her. under it, you've taken it under advisement, but you're not sure if you're gonna apply it. Ah, I can tell D-Gun, you've been married a long time. Yeah, D gun will do. What Tris says Dijon should do. That's what that's what it is. Well, Correct. well, yeah, but there are limitations. I mean I gotta be me. Um, I, I, I gotta, I gotta stay true to who I am. And what is know? that? And it, Tris, I don't. Tristan's husband. That's what it. That's what you are. Well, yeah, but I'm also, <laughs> I'm also independent. I mean, I am her husband, but I'm also an individual. Uh-huh. I have, I have individual rights. You have I, feelings. I have feelings. You're not Big getting Gun, me on that. Nigga, I got feelings. You're not getting me on that. Why I not? Hear you. you suck up. Hi, Mrs. Brooks. You, you suck up. Yeah. <laughs> hey, mom. Anyway, I love Hi, Mom. Oh, Hi, speaking, of, speaking of that, right? Uh-oh. Yeah. My, my daughter calls my 
my mom on me again today. She's diving uh -oh. you out again? Uh -oh. Bro, she calls my mom because I said that uh I said that uh she was she was saying something. I said, Well, mom doesn't my mom doesn't cook when I'm around. I cook, I do all the cooking. Uh-oh. And she's what? Oh, she was offended. She's like, what? You didn't cook me any uh because I made I made I made, I made um uh grilled cheese. I put some bacon and grilled cheese this morning <laughs> and I made it for me and I didn't make her none. I'm thinking Watch. to myself, why should I be making her some? She can not her her hands aren't broken. She can cook. Why did she cook for me that morning? She was up before me. Good point. I agree with you, man. Bear, I feel you. She pain. went and told your your mom. She she told grandma. Oh, because she said she felt as though I was mistreating her. Oh, for not for not for not cooking for her. Oh, jeez, man. I feel I feel your pain, Barry. But I'm gonna tell you something. My wife and I have spoiled our kids who are 34, 32, and thirty beyond belief. Even now. When we make something like, if I want to make pancakes and bacon for myself, I'm so conditioned. I send a blast text to everybody in the house. Hey, do you guys want pancakes, bacon? And sure, 100%. Yeah, yeah. You know, everybody's yeah. Um, last night, I made myself a few quesadillas. And after hit send the blast, you know, my son-in-law was in the kitchen waiting for the dog to come in. And my son's upstairs doing homework because he's back in school now uh, going to college. <laughs> and I sent a blast. Hey, do you guys want a quesadilla? Um, and you know, luckily both said no, but I'm so conditioned that, you know, I don't cook for myself. Mm -hmm. I, I, it's like, I feel guilty. I feel guilty when I cook. Yeah, that, I, ne yes, I never do that. I never just cook. I, I, I feel I, unless I'm alone, obviously, but I mean, I, I'm with you. I feel a little, but unless you're in like a rush, you know, Barry, if you're just trying to get that done before the show, it's a different story, man. You but, know what I mean, that's exactly what it was. Yeah. It was at first of all, I wasn't cooking for, for me. Right, yeah. I cooked it for Sanji. Yeah, I okay. got you. To give to her, mm -hmm. and she had already got up early. She had made her uh, a smash egg sandwich, you know, egg salad sandwich. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that, so I give it. I'm going to give it just oh, I already ate. So okay, then. Well, shoot, I didn't cook none for myself. I'm, I'm gonna eat it myself. Why not? She turned out no, that I want it. No, I'm eating it myself. Man, I what cut it in half. She took half of the sandwich. Then she, I, then I tell her, "This is terrible." Wait, she, she ate half home. and still, still let your mom know. And yes, still yes, yes. Okay, yeah. Cool. Hey, cool. hey, look, you cool. see, I'm hey, on your side, Barrett. Uh oh, you see what Trish said? Look, look at what my wife just said. Sorry, Barrett. <laughs> I have to agree with your girl. <laughs> my mama Brooke, I'm telling you, man, these women stick together, I man. Know. I know. <laughs> we're, we're on an island, man. Just know that. <laughs> Look, my my, right. wife, my wife comes home from work, man, and she hits the kitchen. She's cooking, and a lot of sometimes she come and say, "Why is there no dinner here?" Wait, and we I just answered. First of all, I can't cook like my wife, and you know I ain't gonna lie. I mean, I can, I can survive if I had to survive on my own. I can survive, mm -hmm. but I can't I can't even come close to cooking like my wife cooks. So I'd rather eat her cooking than mine. I mean, my cooking is good, but nothing like hers. <laughs> um, you know, and 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 I feel bad because sometimes you know as much as she cooks and. and and slaves in the kitchen for us. I do feel bad sometimes, and so I'll say, "Hey, uh, you want me to throw something on the grill?" <laughs> <laughs> well, look at this though. How about this, you two? If you guys wanted to, yeah, go, come on. The, the, the uh, fine and dandy, you know, Captain Tony. Every time I go fishing with him, only thing I have to supply, I got to supply my own cup of coffee. Wow. But and and chocolate donuts for his wife. A Tam Tam, she's got to have her chocolate donuts. That's a fair so deal, though. I'm, I'm in charge of that. I'm in charge of that. But they 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 don't they don't go to Wawa and get the hoagies. They get ah. freshly made hoagies. Look, man, even your we mom agreeing with you. You got all the soda. Of course she is. 
Wow. <laughs> See? That's messed up. That's that's messed up, man. But look, you get and you get fresh, I mean fresh hoagies. You you get all the soda, water drink. I mean, you, I mean diet and regular. I mean, mm-hmm. and you 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 can't pay the captain. Captain doesn't want you to pay him when you go out on the boat. I I bring grub worms, you know, just so I don't feel like a total uh yeah. You know, it's like, it's like going leech. to a party with yeah, empty yeah. handed. You got to right, right, show yeah. up with something, man. Like even a total if leech. You, if they're telling you not to, you still have to show up with something. But long story long, I pay them back in that fishing, man, because I I I mean, you're crushing it. Look, that's what I do, man. That's what I do. Yes, like yes, yes, Carl. I've been married a long time. I have been married forty years. Yes. Wow. Just celebrated a fortieth <laughs> anniversary in March. Yes. And and I told you, you know, I told you guys, I said, you know, I'm thinking, you know, slip away for a few days. I wanted to go to like Bahamas or, you know, you know Puerto Rico or something. My wife wants to go to Disney World in Florida <laughs> and take the grandson. So, so yeah, there's, there's no just getaway. What up? What up? No. So for my 40th anniversary, we take not just the grandson, but the mother and the father also. That's nice. And pay for their trip. No, it's not. No, it's not me. You know what Disney World cost? Do they Jesus. ever? All right, let me ask you. Do they ever what? treat you? Occasionally, once in a blue room, right. once in a blue moon. If it's a give and take. Yeah. You know, now my daughter, you know, my, you know, you guys, you guys saw my grandson when we had the pre-show meeting at eleven. Cruise, man, oh, handsome cruise, dude, cruise, handsome man. little fella. Yep. So then when we hung up, he goes, "Hey, where did the people go?" <laughs> I, said, <laughs> I said, "Cruise, we're gonna, we're gonna talk again in a little while." I want to talk too. No, Cruz, you're not getting. On <laughs> I started something. No, no, no Cruz, no, I that's not happening. Oh yeah, man, but you know, for my 40th, I'm gonna do. Now I will say this: I'm the biggest kid in my family. I ain't gonna lie about that. You know, I'm the only one in my family who had never gone to Disney World. And that was every, your first time. My first time. Oh, and wow. All my friends, everybody I know has been to Disney World multiple times. I got to Disney World. I was like a kid in a candy store walking Epcot. And in Magic Kingdom and Hollywood Studios, dude, I think I had a better time than my grandson did. Yeah, right, right. Well, you know. I, I can't fit on any of the rides, so I don't like to go to those places. Oh, but there we, there we go. What? Long story That's long, long story. Yeah, exactly. But look, long story long, <laughs> look at this though. What? Go to Tifatuna for your information. Yeah. He said he's going to kick our butt this next Sunday. Not this what? Sunday, but next Sunday, the 22nd. What do you mean, kick on, our butt? On, on, on the boat trip. What's that supposed to mean? Kick our bus house? He gonna make me row the boat or something? Or he's no, it means he's gonna catch more fish than you. I mean, I know you're used to that. He's gonna outfish you, man. Yeah, yeah. I know uh, you're used to getting outfished. Oh, what? I know that. Whoa, what? I, what? I, I smell a challenge. Yeah, yeah. I, I think know. we need to make a little weight. What? Yeah. All right. Between what? Barrett, Derek, and the captain, we need. And, and we... No, no, hold, hold, Rob. You too. Now, look, he's trying to meet uh-huh. me. I told you. I told you. I told you. There too. I told I'm you. working, brother. I'm working. I wish I could. I'm All right. Oh, you got to work. Okay. All right. We give I'm you. I'm on the radio, me. man. I'm Rob, you ain't, you, ain't, you ain't a brother anymore, Rob. <laughs> you out, Rob. I'm back to the brother. white guy again. I'm you just the white guy. Oh man. Oh my God! All right, we'll, we'll figure out. We got it. Maybe the people make suggestions for something we can do here in terms of a friendly, you know, like a sandwich or, or a, some food wager. Not not cash, but something. Somebody has to buy somebody coffee, whatever. We'll figure well, something out. Ribs Absolutely. are as good as cash. Okay. Ribs. Ribs. No, 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 oh, no, Barrett. No, nice, no, no, nice. No. Ribs are as good as cash. Hey man, look, okay. ribs cost too much, man. Right, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm on just the bu- money. Hey, look, man, ribs like thirty eight bucks now a pack, yeah, dude. Meat, meat is not crazy. cheap. Need is not cheap. Not we're, at in all, a, we're in it. We're in a tough time right now. The, uh, yeah, the, look at gas. Gas man. is outrageous. Crazy. Outrageous. The, uh, speaking of gas, the other day in my car, 
I, I, I put 16 gallons in my tank. I looked at the pump, $71 for 16 yes, gallons yep. of gas. Yes, yep. sir. I said, I'm going to start siphoning gas out of people's. No, I can't I'm do telling it. you, I man. Do I'm tempted. I'm going to start riding my more. I know. I'm start walking more. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I ain't going to jail for nobody. I hear you. I hear you. Well, listen, man. We, uh, we try to brighten your day and give you something, some distraction to what went down last night. Derek, you oh. and I were, were talking about it. And, oh. and I didn't have a good feeling about the game. No. I just, I didn't, in, in the pit of my stomach. I, now, I said to you, it could go, this seems highly unpredictable. Anything could happen. It wouldn't shock me if they won, but I just had a feeling there was going to be a hangover and a carryover from that game five. That, mm. guys, I mean, we throw around words like disgrace and all that in sports, and sometimes it's just hyperbole, and it's, you know, we go over the top. There's no other way to put that. They didn't want it as much as the Heat wanted it. They didn't want it as much as the fans wanted it. They absolutely lacked balls in that yeah. game That as a yeah. collective. Th- now, Maxi, Shake Milton, a couple of those guys were trying. I'm not going to tell you that. But what went down, particularly Harden, you know, it, it was an absolute disgrace what that team did last night. Um, I will say this. Early in the game, they, they appeared to put up a fight. They, they made it look interesting. Very early. Um, and I'm thinking, okay, it's going to be a competitive game. But then all of a sudden, you start to watch Miami pull away in that first half. Then the Sixers try to close the gap. But by the second half, it was like this team was playing with a defeated attitude, man. And I'm sitting here going, and, and then once again, what did we? What did we catch Doc saying in the fourth quarter? You have to fight, fight. for this. Mm-hmm. And a coach should never have to say that. No, nope. no, this is your your season. You lose, you're out, and your coaches again for the second time in three days begging you to play at a higher level. Mm-hmm. But I tell you what, the coffin, the real nail in the coffin, and I had to watch it like five or ten times, and I, somebody else tweeted it, and and I retweeted it, and I still watched it again. You see the shot with Jimmy Butler's about to walk in the locker room. Yes. And he yells out and says, they picked Tobias Harris over me. Uh huh. And I was like, Oh, I said, that's the rapper dropping the mic and walking off the stage right there. Yeah. Yeah. Look, oh. you, got, you got a guy who hates to lose to begin with, but this is personal for him. This is I personal. For I, don't him. I don't blame him. Right. And Tobias Harris sat at the mic last night and talked about how they weren't mentally tough enough. Oh my goodness. And bead questioning everything, including Harden. Oh, I mean, this is a mess. And, you know, and, and Doc Rivers flexing like he always does. And here it is. Let's here it take, is. A, listen take a listen. Tobias Harris over me. Okay. So, I mean, that's, that's, uh, that's telling, right? The Sixers lack that killer instinct. They lack dogs. They lack guys who will do Anything to win. Butler's one of them. Uh, P.J. Tucker's one of them. You see teams around the league that have these kind of guys. Marcus Smart in Boston. They don't have that guy. They, this team is lacking ticker. They're lacking ticker, man, in a big, big way. That's and, so damning, man. Yeah, Barrett, I'd rather lo- – I can I can live with losing if you just get outplayed. Like, that's okay. I mean, it is what it is. You wouldn't be happy. But if that game went down and they lost 99-98 in, in a game that was just back and forth and everybody just went all out – it sucks, but you can live with that. This to go out on a whimper like this, coming off the heels of last year, 
when you fell apart in a game oh, seven to, to the Atlanta stinking Hawks at your place again? Rob, Rob, you, you, you talk about a situation where we are questioning their heart. You can't question a man's heart without fighting. We're fighting. You question my heart. We're fighting, bro. There's no two ways around it. Yep. I mean, I got to go out there and 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 and, and do something, and I saw them just roll over and 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 they roll up and curl up in. They're a accepting position. of it, Barrett. Yeah. They're, 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 it's, and B looks. You know, I know he's beat up. I know that. I'm not taking that away from him. But he he looks defeated. Harden's just kind of like whatever. I mean, guys, we, how do we get around this? 22 minutes and 52 seconds in the second half. No points. No nope. two field goal attempts. And yep. three turnovers. You know how we get around it? What did Harden say at the podium? Um, the ball never came back to me. Yeah. I'm like, who are you pointing fingers at, bro? You're the point guard. You're the point guard. You're the one that controls the flow. Right. Who, who are you pointing fingers at? They paid you. I just saw they paid him 40 What? He got $40 million this year? Well, he can opt in. It's a player option. And right. make 47 this upcoming year. God. Now, they, I would pay him, I they don't, have, they don't have to accept it, right? They do have to. They do have to accept it, Barrett. They have the to. Sixers have to accept it. Yeah, I would not pay him seven million. It's a player option. They don't have a choice on that. But here's what you have a choice on: do not give him a penny more. Do not extend him. If you're forced to have him next year, try and trade him. I don't want that guy. I don't want him at all on the Sixers. I, like I get, I don't kill them for the trade. I was on board with the trade. Simmons was never going to play for you. He had to go, but. Own this mistake. Daryl Morey is so infatuated with James Harden. I guarantee you guys, he'll play this year at 47, and they'll give him like a three-year extension for 35 a year. And it's going to be a massive mistake. James Harden, this season, between Brooklyn and and the Sixers, made $44,310,840. Forty-four. Glad you got the end of that in there. How many? How many dollars? Ten dollars? Three hundred ten dollars? Forty-four million three hundred ten thousand eight hundred forty dollars. Eight hundred forty. All right. He made he made forty million too much. Yes. In two thousand twenty-one, twenty-two. Yep. You know when I ain't gonna hate on it, man. What? That's the biggest hustle ever. I ain't gonna hate on it. I'm glad I I didn't have it. uh, That's what I'm saying. I don't I don't begrudge any man who can get what he can get. You know, legitimately, not illegally, legitimately in our lifetime. I don't, I don't, hey, look, more power to you if you can get 144 million. But at some point, you got to earn the money. Please earn it. To, to just look. lay down, like, I mean, like, I'll give it, I'll put it to you this way, guys. That's the most minutes of any half in his career without scoring in the regular season or the playoffs. I'll, I'll take it one better. He scored. I saw this stat. I'm like, I, I can't believe this. And I had to write it down. He scored his last basket. Now listen to this. He scored his last basket at 331 of the second quarter. Yep. Yep. 331 of the second quarter. You still had more than two quarters to play. And the last time we saw a James Harden jump shot or a drive to the paint, drop to the bottom of the well, was in the second quarter. And, and here's the thing, Barrett and Derek. This is not an outlier. This has been his entire career in playoff games where he comes up small playoffs. He's done it everywhere where he's okay. Look, do I think the guy cares? I think he cares. Do I think he cares enough? No, no, I don't think he cares enough. There's a fine line. You can care, but is it, is it the end all be all to you? And I don't think it is with James Harden. I really don't. I I see him. I see him going. I, I see him accepting this player option. 
and then him setting little breadcrumbs out since he didn't have an agent, setting little breadcrumbs. I, I want to get traded out of Philadelphia. And B, this not a, a a good teammate, so I want out of here. I can see him doing little stuff like that to get himself out of this whole situation, a situation that he could have been gravy in. This yep. could have been the greatest one-two tandem, you know, in the playoffs. But you just you just not gonna go out there and play hard, man. I mean, not not necessarily play hard. You just not gonna go out there and and try to will this team to win. I mean, take it upon yourself. Brian can say I was the best player in the world. But there was times I sat back and I mean I just couldn't give it. I didn't have enough. You know I'm mm-hmm. playing against Mr. White, Reggie White. Mm-hmm. I'm battling him all game long, and he said, I'm a "Great job, Brooks. That's a great block right there." But it came to like three minutes left in the game. We, I mean, they end up beating us ten just because of Reggie. We're battling. He said, "Look, hey, Brooks, you played hard, man. But hey, I gotta play hard now." I'm like, "What?" I've given every inch of my soul and my <laughs> of my being. I mean, every bone in my body was cramping. Yeah. And he said, Hey, I gotta go hard now. It was yeah. over, man. I grabbed him, mm-hmm. I held him, I tugged him, <laughs> I did everything possible. Two, it was like two holding calls later. Um, he got a sack on me. They ended up getting the ball back. They win the game on a touchdown. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I it wasn't as though I I I, I just rolled over, you know what I'm saying? I fought and I gave everything I could. I was totally exhausted. I gave everything. That plane ride home, bro, I slept the entire way. My body was gone, man. Uh I gave max effort. I did everything that I could, but it just wasn't enough, man. Was, Mr. White. was that the game where we saw the video where he he gave you the club and lifted you up with one arm? <laughs> I'm Dude, just asking. He went club. He went swim technique. <laughs> he, I mean, why, right? why are you laughing? Why, why is that so funny, Derek? No, why because no, because I, I I will never have the luxury of saying I ever did close to what you did in lifetime as a professional athlete. But knowing you for as many years as I've known you, I, I, the fact that you are Six five. What did you? What was your playing weight? Three twenty. Three twenty. And I've saw. I've seen so many highlights of Reggie White with that club lifting up people. I'm talking people bigger than you. Larry Allen. Larry Allen, who's one of the greatest offensive linemen ever played a game on Thanksgiving. But but somehow, some way, Barrett decides to show us the video when we all worked at NBC Sports, where he got lifted up by Reggie White with the club. There, there, there. I see you laughing, man. I did not. I did not bring it up. How do we find the video? How do we find it? One of them editors went and got it. You know one of them. And and you told him to go find it. You just, you see, he's sitting there. He's, Rob, he's supposed to be our boy, man. Yeah, I know. He, he's, they go he, in and find it. They they go and search the internet for, I think it was Mulhern. He got the clip. Yeah. Brooks, is this it right here? Do we man, have the clip? On, man. Wait, we got the clip? Oh, we have it? No, we don't. There's no, no way. We, no, we, we got to see the clip. clip. Oh, we, we got to see the clip. No, I mean, I, I got a clip where I played pretty well against him. He still knocked the ball down, but I, I, I was fighting him. I know. know hey, I know you were fighting We'll see, we'll see if we saying. can dig that up. If we could dig it up, that would be uh, I'm saying I sent, I sent one. I sent one. I'm, I'm sending right. it to him now. Hey, it's not like you were alone, man. He did that to everybody. He, he did that to everybody. Don't feel dude, bad. Look at what he did. Look at what he did to the uh, Patriots offensive tackle in that year. In the Super um, Bowl. In the Super Bowl. In the fourth quarter when he had sacks on, like, back-to-back plays. And I saw that offensive tackle's feet right. It was like he was levitating. Right. His foot rose by tooth and off the ground. Bruh, one lit- time I held his arm. I held his arm. I had his arm like this, and I'm holding on. And he was literally picking me up in the air like this. 
<laughs> Look, hey man, Rob, Rob, he flipped Barry like a he flipped Barry like a rabbit being shot with buckshot. <laughs> it's not right, man. What is, what is he's doing? He's doing this to you on a Friday when you come right. back. That's not cool, man. Right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, oh, man. No, you're not, man. You brought it up, man. What's D gun do D and D gun doing what D gun do. <laughs> exactly do. right. Exactly right. All right, yeah. let me let me help you, Barrett. Let's let's deflect off of you back to the Sixers, man. And and, and what it. But Appreciate the bottom it, line is, you gave it everything you had. The the, right. the bottom yes. line is, yes. you had nothing else to give. Can James Harden say the same thing? Can that no. team say the same thing? No. No. Here's no. the here's the bigger picture, guys. They haven't won a championship in almost forty years. It's thirty nine years since they won a championship. Eighty three. If you look at the process here, nine years, they haven't gotten beyond the second round. Like so this is 2001, ad- right? 2001 was the last time they advanced past the second round. That's crazy. Okay. I mean, if that doesn't sum it up for you, here's the other thing, just specific to last night. And this is the stuff we talk about all the time in terms of what they were out rebounded on their floor yep. by 14. Okay. Yep. Points yep. in the paint, 62 to 48, also yep. 14. Yep. Offensive rebounds. 13 to six, every single one of those stats is about wanting it. There's no ticker. Okay. And doc can sit there and do the, we got to fight, fight, fight and all that. But also what are you doing strategically here to counter what Miami's doing? Spolstra countered Embiid and nullified him. Yep. Spolstra made changes. He got Struess off. Like he did things. This was basically, uh, just go out and figure it out. I mean, it was a total collapse across the board from this team hey look i know i know doc rivers is going to take and he's going to get the gear guillotine for this one um but i think mb said it best after the game and he he basically he reiterated what i've said last week and leading up to this game was he said at some point you've got to stop looking at coaches in the front office you've got to look at the players maybe we're just not good enough boom that's it right there I, I, but I, I think I agree with his sentiment about the coaches. But Boom. The maybe we're just not good enough is correct. Yes. Maybe you're not trying hard enough is the yes. also is the other yep. part of the to this equation. Okay. I mean, I, I'm not laying this on Embiid. I know. Look, I can only imagine what he was going through with his face and the concussion and the thumb and all that. And so, I, I can give him somewhat of a pass, even though I, I hated his body language. I got to be honest with you. In both the last two games, I hated it. But I'll give him somewhat of the pass. How do you excuse away anybody else? Harden, uh, Harris, Thibel, who's a total non-factor now, who's almost unplayable. Niang, Your boy Niang. Yeah, and it's a shame they lost Danny Green. That that that's just, that was oh, just man. awful. That oh. just that's terrible. That's so, just, so what ended up, what oh. ended up being his um his his, 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 uh, they his had, knee. I don't think they've said yet, but they, they said preliminary was knee, and yeah. they said it, it could be a severe knee injury. And he what Embiid rolled him up, right? Yeah, he did. Yeah, oh man, he landed. It was just, it was just fluky. It was just fluky, bad luck, and that sucks. But, but guess what? Miami overcame the fact that Kyle Lowry basically couldn't play in the entire series. That didn't seem to matter to them. They, they, the good teams overcome stuff, and the bad teams lay down like they did. Right, right. Yeah, man. I mean, um, I'm, I'm sitting here still trying to analyze this thing, man, and I'm expecting a dogfight. I'm, I'm expecting. Ali versus Frazier, game six. I'm expecting whoever throws a punch, the other one bounces off the ropes and comes back. And and Miami kept throwing punches, throwing haymakers, and I'm waiting for the Sixers to bounce off the ropes and and do a rope-a-dope, something, anything. Nothing, man. 
it was like by the, by the late third quarter, it was academic. It, it was academic. Oh, it was and, over. And then the fourth quarter, did you see the one play? Uh, I forgot who picked whose pocket. I think it's uh, Oladipo. He picked somebody's pocket and went in for the layup. The, the pass that was made, it was along the sideline. Oh. He stepped. It was like oh. the pass was half-hearted. Uh-huh. The effort by the sixer player, he just stood there and looked at it. Yep. Oladipo takes the ball, goes in. Somebody trailed him. He does a reverse layup. And I'm like, that's it. That's yeah. it. That's that's the story in a nutshell right there. You're right, Gunner. And I think that play was on the heels of like either a really easy heat bucket yep. or like a second chance for them. I, there were so many of those where you're like you're in an elimination game. You're yeah, this man. is not playing Detroit in no. you know in January. Like, what is going no. on no. here that you're not trying your hardest? I'm watching, I'm watching Maxi, I'm watching Maxi all over the court, stealing the ball, slapping yeah, the ball he's away. Giving it everything he has. It's like 105. I have to say, I have to give you know. Shake Milton. Milton showed up too. Yeah, Milton Shake. showed up. Yep. Yeah. Um. And, and you know, Tobias. I, I think Tobias played hard the entire series. I'm. A, I'm. A, you know. I'm gonna say. But he's not, not good enough. He, he he's did. Not he's good not enough. good enough. Yeah. They. Yep. What did Jimmy Butler say? <laughs> you pick him over me. If you, yeah. if you go back to that, so let's let's real real quick re, re let's re, relive that for a minute. There were two guys who had issues with Jimmy Butler. It was Brett Brown and it was yeah. Ben Simmons. Yeah. Right. So Brett Brown was gone shortly thereafter, and we know what happened with Ben Simmons. You also decided that offseason when you were going to make that move to get rid of Jimmy what to, to max basically max out Tobias Harris. I mean, you talk about you couldn't have drawn it up any worse for an yep. organization with the decisions that they made. You know, Elton Brand wears the 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 uh Tobias Harris deal because he was the GM at the time, but the organization in general not having the right feel for who you need to have here. I mean, I, I don't think I think they're very poorly run on a lot of levels and it starts at the top with Josh Harris, but they've made so many mistakes in the recent, you know, recent years, not to mention Markel Fultz and, and all the other mistakes that they've made. When, when they, when they started this whole pro, trust the process, think about how many high first round draft picks they have. Think about how many of them weren't here long enough to, 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 to really whet your appetite, mm-hmm. you know? And I'm like, how did you get it wrong so many times? Yep. I mean, you 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 had to have at least one or two of those guys still be around. Yeah. Think about the core group. If you had got it right, the players you could have had here, they'd have been a dominant force for years to come. Yep. But you got it so wrong. And I don't get it, man. And, you know, the process is over. You got to come up with another mindset, another, uh, uh, you know, idea now. Because I think Maxi and Embiid are definitely the future. If you can build – the right nucleus around these two, you can do some damage for years to come. Why would Embiid want to stay here when his contract is up? Explain well, that to me. Well, why would he want to stay here? Yeah, and and that's that's something else too that we have to start considering here because we know in that league, if you go a number of years and you don't win it, eventually these guys are going to want out. And I do wonder. I think Joel really legitimately loves playing here and loves the city, and the city loves him back. But I do wonder at some point does he say to himself, "I'm not going to win here. Like I got to go." And I don't. I'm not saying he's going to yeah, say it this off season, but I think I'm we're getting, saying I'm saying it. If we're I was close. Him, I would. Yeah. yeah, we're getting close. I would. Man. Yeah, we're getting real close to that. I guarantee yeah, it, you. It, it's not. It's not. Decisions not really in his hands to get better because he did. He he actually didn't want to bring in um, Harden. He wanted the kid from the Wizards. He wanted Beal, and he also oh, Beal. Wanted, yeah. he wanted Bradley to keep Beal. Butler in a in a big big way. Oh yeah, he made it very clear. Yeah, Just and he still does. They have now, yeah, yeah. No, now, I, I, I agree there. But hold on, now in saying that, what team would 
one and B though, because I mean it's not really his type of league right now. You know, even though the the um even though the MVP has been a player that's you know that's a, a big a five, but I mean I really don't know how he would you know fare in free agency in this modern day league. Oh, I here's, think he'd he, gobble him up. Somebody would gobble him no, up. No, I, I I think so too. Here's what what concerns me: present day Sixers and maybe for a team that would you don't want to trade for him. And I'm not blaming him for this, okay? But he can't get to the finish line, man, without breaking down. Yeah, no. He can't, every, every playoff, year. there is something. There's a thumb or a knee or a broken face. Again, not his fault, but there's always something. The Celtic, two Celtic series ago, he's got a stomach ache. Like, <laughs> there's always something. Like, come on, man. There's always something going on with him. It's never just clean. It's right, never just, right. you know, it's never, look, I, I, I'm sorry, man. That's something else that, that's a major issue. Maybe this guy's body just can't hold up. Ah, da, da. Because, ah, I mean, is is when you need him, need him. He's not fully ready. But he looks masterful throughout the entire Regular um, season. season. Yes. I mean, he's he's looking, I mean, he's unstoppable. He's the, he's the immobile object. You know, you just can't do anything with him. And then once you get in the playoffs after he played that season, man, it's almost as they, man, damn the um, MVP. Let's just, you know, let's just, you know, limp him in to the playoffs. You know, you know, play him so sparingly that he doesn't get hurt. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's almost like, all right, he can don't let him play over 25 minutes a game, period. Until you get to the playoffs, they tried that, Barry. They tried the load management, and, and even then, he would break down at the end of the year. I hear you, man. And as the older he gets, you're gonna have to—that's got to have to be more of a consideration as he gets older. I don't think I don't think MB will ever admit this, but I honestly think in terms of body language last night, it got to a point where he said, "You know what, man? Forget this, man. You know, I'm playing. I'm playing two on five. It's me and Maxi, and you're playing two on five. And I think I think just the lack of effort. Um, Wednesday night and, and last night, or Tuesday night and last night, emotionally, mentally, physically wore and beat down. I honestly, I believe that from, from just watching and covering sports for as long as I have. I think he got to a point where, you know, he goes, look, I don't have enough help here. Yeah, I agree. You know? nope. I agree with you. I, I think, Derek, I, to that point, I also mm. think he's – the way he talked about Harden last night, like basically Ooh. saying – we didn't get what we thought we were going to get. Like he's and, still a real good player, but yeah, he's in people. What did he say? He's how do you put it? He said, you know, people need to realize that James Harden doesn't exist anymore. He's more of a, he's more of a playmaker. He said that. I didn't see that. Yeah. I he did. Oh, see, so you can we busy, get that? You were too busy cooking food last night. You missed all the good stuff. But no, that I, also actually, makes, actually, I was doing the, um, uh, I was doing the, the schedule show for, for, you know, me and big seals mm-hmm. on, on Jacob media. Hey, I, and I did it before you did. I know, but I did it afterwards. I had it when when it really counted. See, I had it. What? You know, when, when it really, really counted. counted. Yeah, when, when me and Big Seals, you know, ran it up at the end. What you trying to say? What you trying to say? My my input input in this show was he's trying insignificant. To say, he's trying to say you're the James Harden of, of oh oh. That's it. oh. I think that's what he's trying to say. What he's trying to say? He's Joel what? Embiid, and you're James Harden. You're not the Rob, same guy. Rob over here instigating. I'm not <laughs> oh, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. But they know. No, that's what you Rob. meant. That's I'm what just, you meant. I'm just translating. That's all. That's all right. You know. Oh, that's goodness. all right. Okay. Uh, all right. But I you know, you. hey, I'm looking at the stream, man, and the yeah. stream is saying some good stuff too, man. Like. Reuniting 
Butler and uh and Embiid again. Where in Miami? Yeah, where? Not here. <laughs> that would be. But he ain't coming here. Butler yeah. ain't coming here. That means Joel's going to South Beach. <laughs> yeah, he go, yeah, yeah, man. If that's the case, <laughs> Joel, Joel already trying to figure his escape route. <laughs> I, I, you know what was also interesting that, I, that when when Hard was asked about his contract, man, even my wife turned on me. That's a good one, Rob. What? Thank you, thank you, Mister. <laughs> This is messed up, man. I ain't yes. doing. I'm not doing this show next week. You're out. You're like you're like a beat in the fourth quarter last night. You're done. You I'm emotional. I'm emotionally spent. That's right. Uh, I thought you were gonna say you're emotionally uh, tied. Yeah, you are emotionally what? tied. Oh, tied what? up. It's man. tied up, man. D Gun don't like that comment. <laughs> Third person, Trish Gun. Um. So what? What happened when Harden was asked about the contract? He basically, yeah, that'll be taken care of. That tells me that Daryl Morey's already done the wink, wink, nod, nod thing with him. Like, hey, dude, we'll take oh, care geez. of you. Oh, and that geez. is going to turn this town against this organization in a hard way, man. You watch. Oh, there's no question about that. In a big but, I mean, do you think there's a chance that he changes? How? He's healthier. Well, he should be healthy. I mean, he admitted at the podium last night that the hamstring has been a problem for two years. Two Boy, years he's not been able to get this hamstring. Why are right? we to believe – as he's older now, it's going to get better. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I, hamstrings are one of those things. You know, I, I think basketball is different than football because you, when you, when you do something like that in basketball, basketball is one of those sports that you train. You do that. Basically, you play. You never stop playing basketball. Football, you can at least rest a little bit in between the seasons. You know what I'm saying? Like when you're already an right. established veteran on the team, you don't have to work as hard during a time period in which you can let it rest. Then you hit it hard going into um going into the um to the to the, you know when you get back to camp. You get a little bit more time to rest. Basketball, you're right. just playing all year round. You know, right. like yeah, they'll right. they'll start summer basketball in less than a month and a half, you know, a month. Yeah. Well if, look if I see James Harden playing summer basketball, I'll cut him right there on the court. <laughs> hey hey Derek, first of all, don't worry. You're not gonna see James Harden playing summer basketball. Yeah. You know where you see James Harden? At the club, call me in the club. Had some nice South steak, Beach, nice steakhouses. Okay, that's where you're going to see. Well, you know, he has three months now to heal that thing up. Yeah, you know, no. you get with a therapist, you get you get with trainers. You got three months now. There should be no excuses when September rolls around. No, I hear you. I, I don't right, care so, if you're 32, 42. I don't care what it is. You have three months to heal that thing up. We'll come back. We'll put a little uh, little bow on the Sixers here, and then guess what we have coming up at one o'clock, guys? Oh yeah. We have the legend himself, the one and only Hall of Famer, perhaps the most popular Eagle ever. And that's just other than Barrett Brooks. Yeah. That is I'm about a, to say, yeah, you're right. That, that's right. <laughs> that is a big statement. Conceited. We have Brian Dawkins coming my up wife, at the top of the hour. My wife says I'm conceited. Yes, you well, she doesn't like the first person, man. No, and, no, I no, I didn't say I, I didn't say it with me. I said B Dawk is. Oh, I thought you meant you. I'm sorry. No, I said B Dawk, man. Come on, All right. So B Dawk coming up at one. We'll come back. We'll do and we're gonna hit the schedule hard because we did the schedule show last night, but we're gonna hit the schedule <laughs> hard as well. D gun, B Brooks, R. Ellis. We are sports take Jacob Sports. Network. All right, I got to tell you, let these guys get a rest for a minute. I got to tell you about my friends because, look, we we all know, especially now with what's going on in this world, it is tough to know who to trust with your finances. It can be a really scary proposition, and I'm right there. I I, I have this has been an issue with me for a long time, but I can tell you, I found the right person, and I can speak from personal experience when I say this. There is someone who I trust implicitly 
with all of my finances. And that's Jim Murray with Principal Financial Group. Whether it's retirement planning, 401k review, insurance review, or you have a small business and you need help with employee benefits, it's another resource that Jim and his his place can provide for you. And they are just unbelievably explains everything. I know it can be confusing and overwhelming, and he breaks it down in ways that you can understand. And you know exactly what you're getting now and moving forward. I've entrusted my IRA, my 401k rollover to Jim, and I couldn't be happier. You will be too. Give him a call, 610-996-4751. That's 610-996-4751. Or you can email him at murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y dot Jim at principal.com, P-R-I-N-C-I-P-A-L.com. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on action. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work, building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities with Local 98, visit us, ibew98.org. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. The glass is for cocktails, right? It's for this, this, this. And that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rim... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. Yeah, baby, welcome back in, everybody. About 15 minutes away. From Eagle Great, Hall of Famer, 
Brian Dawkins. Brian will be in town. Uh, he's got an upcoming event, golf event tournament. Uh, in fact, the Brian Dawkins Impact Foundation that we played at Penn Oaks out in Westchester next Wednesday. We'll talk to Brian about that, what his foundation's doing, his Eagle years, this upcoming team. You name it, we'll cover it with B-Doc. The Wolverine himself, we're looking forward to that. I'm Rob Ellis along with Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. And we did have fun last night, guys, with the uh, with the schedule show. I, I was on with Johnny Mack, John McMullen off the top. And uh, I know, as you guys mentioned in the last segment, you were all on as well discussing yeah. that. And we'll dive into the schedule real heavy in a second. But I did, just to put a bow on the Sixers here, I wanted to ask you guys this. I'm going to hit eat just, just boom, boom, rapid fire, right? Derek, I'll start with you on this one. Is Doc Rivers the coach of this team next year? <sighs> Doc Rivers came out and said, I think I did a terrific job. Mm-hmm. I think that may cost him his job. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you hear about names out there like Nick Nurse and other jo- other people like that, I think the Sixers management goes behind closed doors and thoroughly dissects the situation, and I believe they might try to move in a different direction. Interesting. How about you, Barry? What do you, what do you think in terms of Doc? My, uh, muted. You're muted, bud. I think he's going to be here. Um, just just mm-hmm. because if you look at it, I, I think that Harden, the GM, all those things are the perfect storm of us suffering mm-hmm. another year. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's, it's just what they do, man. They're going to keep right. them. They're going to keep Harden. Okay, so uh, then I'll I'll follow up and I'll hit Barrett with this first, then Derek. So if if Doc is back, in your opinion, and Derek thinks it might go the other way, what other significant or what significant changes are made? Because Harden can opt into that forty-seven, and I think he is absolutely going to opt in because nobody else is giving him forty-seven million. Well, you know that see, there lies the problem. He's going to be here also, Harden to be here, but then it leaves you know Harris. You know what do you do with Harris? He's I mean, another one that's hard to trade, Bear. Right, you know, so it it'll be basically the same team that they have right now. They just Ooh. have a draft pick. Ooh. Well, I mean, I don't disagree with you. I don't. Yeah, disagree. no, I don't think you're. I don't think it's crazy. Good luck yeah. selling that, you know, to this fan base year after year. Guys, here's what he's got left. Harris does on his deal. Oh. So in, in 22, 20, the upcoming twenty two twenty three season, he'll make thirty seven point six, twenty three twenty four. He'll make 39.2. Wow. For a guy who's, you know, and look, we sung his praises for the playoffs where he was decent. That's not, you're making that kind of money, you better be better than decent. Okay. And, you know, he doesn't, he's not capable of taking it beyond decent. Well, 39 million. It's one of the things, I mean, going rate these days. And he helped, he helped himself a lot as far as with the critics, when you look at what he did in this point in the playoffs, these last two games, not so much. He did enough, but I, I, you know, before, before the playoffs started, you know, we were trying to get him out of there, but I think he showed up in the playoffs and, and he got us to this next, to yeah. the next series, you know, and, and because of his play, they played in another series. They're out at the same time they were last year. So yep. as they go forward, it's going to, this team is going to stay the same. Um, coaching staff is going to be the same. Sure. They'll just have a draft pick, man. I think if you that put, is really depressing. Yeah, I think if you put better talent around around Tobias Harris, I think it would help elevate his game. I don't think he's the type of player, it, which is called I, I like to call a pressure impact player. 
Um, I think if you can get a better supporting cast, it will alleviate some of the burden off of him. How which though? Is, uh, which is how hard to say. Yeah, uh, how? How do you? Well, because if you have more, op- okay. Look at a team like look at a team like Boston, Phoenix, Golden State, Milwaukee. They have a plethora of players that you have to try to defend, and you can't defend everybody. When you look at the Sixers team, you know who you can try to take out of a game and hone in on them. I think if you get a better supporting cast, not just a starting five, but better better role players, interchangeable parts. You know, Boston is not the biggest team out there, right? They're, they're, they're still fighting for the conference finals. Yep. Miami's not the biggest team. D- tell me if I heard this correctly during the broadcast last night. Miami has eight players on their roster that were not drafted? Undrafted, correct. And they're in the conference finals? Correct. See what I'm saying? So you got a team full of role players that fit – the coach's mindset and the system that Pat Riley the got, Yeah, you yes. look, you have a brilliant architect in Riley, and you have a phenomenal coach in Spolstra. And that's how you that's how you grow a culture. This team has been searching for something forever. I mean, you yeah. think about all the turnover here between the, the Butler stuff and yeah. Simmons, and it's like a revolving door, and there's no continuity. Like they still haven't found that Robin to, to Embiid's Batman. They uh, have it. Uh, well, guys, I'm just saying this though. How when they're up against it right now? I know. I know. They're up against it. They have what? One, two, three. They have three max contracts right now. Yeah, three. Yep. Three max contracts. So how do you how do you divvy in where you got a rookie who's going to be up? Um, this will be his third year going into this season. They're going to try to re up him and try to you know keep him around. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, all right, you, you, I hear you. You let well, Shake go, uh, or I mean, Shake is uh, Shake's at least giving you been a spark plug for us. Yeah. No, no doubt. Well, let, let let's ponder all that. Let's take an early timeout, guys, because we want to get to Brian Dawkins, who is going to be joining us next. We'll talk to B Doc about all that. We're going to hit the Eagles' schedule really hard the rest of the way, and we have sneak in a little Phillies because they did beat the Dodgers. So we come back, the one and only Hall of Famer Brian Dawkins. We are Sports Take. He is D Gun. He is B Brooks. I am R. Ellis. We are Jacob Sports YouTube Network. of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on action. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work. 
building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the Cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities with Local 98, visit us, ibew98.org. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glass is for cocktails, right? It's for this, 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 and that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero carbs, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. Heading into the second hour of the show, we are Sports Take. He is Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks. I am Rob Ellis, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. We'll have Brian Dawkins up uh, momentarily. Xander's making sure everything's good on the on the technical side of this, so we have a nice clear shot of Brian. But we're really looking forward to talking to Brian Dawkins coming up uh, shortly. Yeah, so guys, so we just wrapped up with the Sixers talk. Obviously, NFL schedule comes out last night. Um, you know, and we, and we touched on a couple of the things that we knew yesterday you know, regarding the schedule, but we will dive deeper into that a little bit later. But without further ado, uh, he's going to be in town. We're looking forward to that coming up in, in a couple of weeks, or actually next week he's going to be joining us uh, in town. Oh, yeah. For the Brian Dawkins Impact Foundation Pen Oaks Country Club out in oh, West yeah. next Wednesday. There he is. Big Dawk. What's up, Brian? I'm absolutely blessed. How you gentlemen doing? Good, the man. Ultimate weapon, man. There he is. There he is. What's up, bro? How's it going, man? Look at that, man. Bless up. Bless up. Busted out of that T-shirt. Love it. Look at him, man. The Incredible Hulk. (laughs) I like that pillow, too, by by the way, bro. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was strong, man. Yeah. A lot of this stuff that you see (laughs) was Connie, so... Don't, I can't take care of this. <laughs> hey, 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 Doc, uh, I, I can still remember a few times, either when I had you and my gun on one podcast or when we do a lot of our Zooms um, for the, the Dawkins Impact Foundation leading up to this golf tournament, I will see you sitting at your computer. And you're going, what happened? And I can see Connie move in. And so, <laughs> so, you know what? I, I say that because I feel good that there are so many people out there that are as almost technology as illiterate as I am. I mean, I've, I've, I've gotten better, obviously. COVID, but yeah, you're right. Like, if I need my tech assistant, my yeah. tech assistant, absolutely. <laughs> Connie's, Connie's, that's that's her. That's her. So, so I said hello, man. Um, a lot of people don't know B. Everybody knows B. Dog is the, you know, Weapon X. Um, but I remember Dog, you know, my I, he got there my second year. And he was a second rounder. And I can remember they had to re- they had to tell him, look, Brian, you're not getting cut. <laughs> so, so the three really? years, the three years I played with B Dog, every time he walked into the locker room, he would peek at his he peeked through the doors in the vet and see, make sure there's not a pink slip in his locker. And that's the way he approached it the three years I played with him. 
he would peek in his he peek in there and look. Oh, there's no pink slip yeah. there. And this is when he even though like his, his he was on that trajectory going up, even that year we went three and thirteen. He was still balling because um Emmett Emmett Thomas made yeah. him, you know, put him in positions where you know you do, didn't usually put safeties, man. But I can just remember that, you know, and how humble he was, you know, mm-hmm. just just being in that locker room, just all right, I'm still good. You know, and during that time, you know, Connie just you know, just had little B. I mean, yeah. it was crazy. And oh, yeah. and then Another thing, remember when our kids played in uh Pop Warner football and that team was smashing us. They was beating us like 32 to nothing. And they turned around the, the, the fans, I mean, their uh, parents are like, You guys are that's unfair. You guys are teaching uh our their kids how to I'm like, what are you talking about? Exactly. We are getting crushed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. it, was me, it was me, um uh who Corey Detmer also, his son was on the team too, man. Yep, yep, yep. yep. And, and and I'm telling you, my son, he was he was in the he instead of Paying attention, he's you know picking up rocks and throwing rocks off the field. You know he everything but football. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> everything but football, man. But that, that's who I know. That's who I know as far as Brian. You know that's that's who I saw his progression, man. Like I said, it's, it's, it's been such a blessing, man, to play with two of the best safeties to ever play the game. Him and Troy mm-hmm. Palomalo. I mean, that, yeah. that's a blessing, man. I went through that, man. No, mm. I appreciate it. I, and I remember those times as well. And, and uh, you're right; people don't know that. They, they, don't, right. they don't know that that. That was my mindset. And so I didn't I didn't have that mindset for the first couple of years. I've said this many times, and maybe you've heard it before, that I took that same approach every year. Every every mm-hmm. time I came into camp, I be, I believe I I hit I had to earn my position another year. So when I stepped and this was all the way to year nine in Philadelphia, I was like, I have to earn my spot. I have to make sure that they know the safety position is taken care of. So that was my mindset throughout my throughout my career, to be honest with you. And, and mm. obviously, Brian, it, it paid. It paid dividends. You're, you're a Hall of Famer. But I got to ask you, like, it, and you've, you've also been a very, very strong advocate and very honest about the mental health and how critical yep. that is, too. Did that help or hurt you to an extent? Like, I, I'm sure it made you hungry and you were you never took anything for granted, man. But did it also kind of play some mind games that you probably didn't have to put that kind of pressure on yourself? How did that work in the early years before you really established yourself as a superstar? Well, I, I use a lot of stuff for fuel is, is what I did. And, you know, one of the the the, the thing that I could have I could have done differently, I should have done better is having people in my corner that I can talk to about mm-hmm. some of the things that I was feeling or going through or some of the things I had going through in the past to get some of those things out. Mm-hmm. I had the availability for those individuals to be that, but I chose not to do it because mm-hmm. I grew up in a neighborhood that you suck it up, you deal with it, don't let them right. see you sweat, right? And you just deal with whatever comes your way and don't never, don't ever let see people see your emotions. That's how I came up. Mm-hmm. But that was not a very productive way and healthy way to handle the things that were going on in my life, especially as a rookie going to a new place. A lot was expected of me. A lot a lot was being demanded of me. And I, I didn't have an outlet. Excuse me. I had outlets. I just chose not to do it. So I, I wanted to come out and talk about some of the things that I've grown through in my life mm-hmm. to help other individuals who may have that same mindset, who may have that same um, bad perception of what a, how a man handles things so that they can develop those relationships and have those outlets to be able to share some of the things they're going through. You still can have a, um, a, um, a beast or killer mentality. You still can grind. You st- I can still go get it. I can still have passion for life. But when there are things that I need to talk about to get out of me, some of the toxins that life, uh, some of the toxic things that life may throw at you because of some of the treatment by some other people towards you, I need to be able to talk those things out. And I'm in a much better place to do that now. So, so, so first and foremost, 
How do you handle it today compared to the way you handled it back then? What's been the biggest difference in terms of how you control it now? Wow. First of all, I know I can. Okay. That's the first thing about it, mm. that I know mm. I can. Da, da, da. And when mm -hmm. you know you can do something, you're more apt to go down that path mm. to have a better conversation with yourself before you give an answer. So I'm cool with silence, the other thing. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm cool with that pause I, we just had. I'm cool with silence. So when if someone says some, something to me, and I'll tell you this, I learned and developed this from dealing with some of the media in Philadelphia. So Wait. they would ask me, I said some of the media, I didn't say all of them. I oh, said some of the media. Woo, okay. Woo. <laughs> so they would ask me questions yeah. that would be trying to lead me down a path that I did not want to go down. So I learned the power of that pause. So take mm. that pause to take a deep breath. And then I say from a different place how I want the question to have asked or the, the direction I want the conversation to go. But that was up to me. So I, I guess I can say it like this as well, that the the direction the conversation goes is dependent on the response that you give. Mm -hmm. And so that's how I collected myself, taking those pauses. And I do the same thing in life. Someone comes at me a, a specific way. I feel those emotions, right? The emotions rush me. I just allow myself to process and process Process them. Let me slow down. Process them from a different place mm -hmm. so that like we can have a better and more productive conversation. Mm. How, how, did, how did you deal with those pressures of being on the field, but then also the pressures of being, you know, home with your family, you know, because I mean, I personally, you know, there was times where, I mean, I could have exploded on my family, but I found a way to, you know, to, to take away from it, you know, maybe going in the garage for a little bit before I got to my family, you know, because I mean, the pressure just always there, always yeah. there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And here's the thing. I did not do a great job of that early. Right. <laughs> my, rookie year, yeah. <laughs> my rookie year, especially. Right. Uh, and, you know, and, and then understanding that um, you aren't supposed, we can't bring that stuff home. So I, I had to be able to do things in such a way as to separate those two. And I will tell you that the main ingredient that allowed me to do that, B, is my faith, mm -hmm. is me being prayerful me listening to specific music on the way home to kind of bring me down off of some of the emotions that may have happened at the job, right? All of those things are very important. And then the the, the self-talk I had with myself, because we talk to ourselves quite a bit. Yep. And we have to make sure that those conversations that we have with ourselves are positive, are uplifting, are more in a, from a peaceful place instead of constantly rehearsing that anger, mm -hmm. that anger from work, that anger from that, that meeting that you had with that person. And now you haven't allowed yourself to come down off of the, those emotions and you're more apt than those, in those situations to then snap on your children, to snap on your wife, to not have patience in those, in those uh, endeavors. Right. So again, first of all, I knew I could, my faith, and then me choosing to do specific things as I drove home to come down. Mm. B-Dog, tell us about the, the Brian Dawkins Impact Foundation. What, what's that all about for people who, who, who are curious, who may not know? And, and obviously you have the tournament here next week, which you know, D-Gun and, and, and others will, will be a part of. Yeah, it's such a blessing to, to be able to do some things to bless some people. And that's what the foundation obviously is about. I've, I've been blessed to grow up um, in a neighborhood mm -hmm. with my mom and my dad in the household. I had some friends that I have actually lost um, young in life to the streets and those individuals did not have fathers. And so I believe a lot of that 
the way that they went, the path that they took was because of that. So one of the things that the foundation does, and we just started that this year, is to through the Caring People's Alliance. And we're going to be blessing single parents, single, single parents, single moms and single dads with the, some of the things that they need to bless their children. So maybe their, their children wants to do some science camps. Just, maybe they, they're, they're very good with art, being an artist, right? So we can bless them with the money to go to these camps to keep them out of the streets, out of, out of um, anything that will prevent them from reaching their full potential and give the parents a peace of mind that they can go do what they need to do, right? Mm -hmm. The other thing is blessing um, uh, young adults, I'll call them high school age, um, young men and women, with some cerebral wellness tools. I don't say mental health because there's so much negative uh, negativity around it. I call it my cerebral wellness packages. And so what, what it is is really teaching them what mental health really is, the stigma behind it, how to recognize when you need something or what your friend needs something, something, excuse me, how to get that help, but also the tools. There's some a lot of tools that I wish I would have had when I lost my friend in, in the eighth grade, the ninth grade, excuse me. And he, you know, we lost him to the streets. Like I said, I wish I would have, I wish I would have known these things when I was tearing up in the classroom. Mm -hmm. I didn't know why I was getting upset with people or pushing away from people. I didn't know why I was feeling that way. That's because I was mourning, but mm -hmm. I had no thirst, no, nobody telling me, no um, body coming into the school to tell us these things. So there's things that we can do to help us, um, better manage our emotions we will never get rid of your emotions so stop trying your emotions are here and they're actually good mm -hmm. but when they when they go to a negative place there's certain things that we can do whether that be journaling which i do every day creating yourself a very positive playlist talking that yourself talk like i talked about earlier um and there's other things that you can do breathing is another very powerful one there's different things that you can do to help mitigate or bring down your emotions so you can again think and make decisions from a better place. Hey, Doc, how many schools and families, if you have a rough guesstimate, have you impacted so far? We have seven schools in Jacksonville right now, mm -hmm. and I believe we have five now in Philadelphia. And so that's over a thousand young young adults that we've mm -hmm. been able to bless with this program since 2020. So we've been doing mm -hmm. this a couple of years now. That's the first thrust into the giving realm when it comes to the foundation. But I think the, the one of the most powerful parts of that, though, is it's not just a classroom thing. It's that they can go online mm -hmm. and there's a storybook, storybook kind of mode of them seeing a person and then hearing their story. And there's a lot of questions asked of how would you how would you talk to your friend if they're, they're having these type of uh, these situations? Mm -hmm. And so you're learning how to then have the conversation, which are very uncomfortable if mm -hmm. you don't know how to, of how to have the conversations to help your friend. Mm. That's fascinating. Mm -hmm. stuff. Go ahead, Big. I, and, that's just, on, and that's online. That's by the way, that's by, in, in the privacy of your own home, mm -hmm. no, around nobody in the privacy of your home. That's great, man. You know, and, and, you know, in dealing it, it people even in, in a corporate world, you know, you you were blessed. You had two great defensive coordinators, you know, Emmett Thomas and the late and great Jimmy Johnson, you know, and dealing with them and the expectations that they had on you and they gave you uh, throughout your career with them. man. you know, can you expand on that a little bit? Yeah. One of the blessings, two of the blessings, I've obviously Emmett and, and, and Jim, is that neither one of those individuals did things the way that they are supposed to be done as far as just 
kind of black and white, right? Mm-hmm. You have a strong safety, you have a free safety, and you're either in the box mm-hmm. or you're deep, right? Neither one of them used me that way. Emmett used me as a third corner when I first got to the league. A lot of people don't know this. He used me. Basically, I was the nickel. I would play nickel slot, cover who the third receiver so we can keep certain packages on the field and we would yep. not have to get out of regular. So I did that quite a bit the first couple of years. He also didn't let me settle for good. He never let me settle for good. And I thought I was doing good a lot of the time. He was like, <laughs> right. you could have done that with your talent. You should have been doing that. But he wasn't using this kind of language and I'm using right. this yeah. language. Yeah. And so I was always like, why, why is he grinding me like this? I know, I knew, and I found out why. It's because he saw something in me that I could not see. And here's the principle that I hope somebody grabs from this, is that sometimes you have to grab the vision of somebody that somebody else has of you until you can come up with a vision for yourself. And that's what I did. I believed in Emmett's vision of me. And I began to go after the vision that he saw for me. And then in that first year and into that second year, into that third year especially, I began to say, wow, I see what he's talking about. So I no longer needed his vision. I created visions for myself now. Like all, I'm going after all of this now, right? And then that's when Jim came along. And Jim, Jim is the type of individual that if you have and you show that you have a skill set, he's going to create things to get that out or help that allow that to help the team, right? And so he literally um, built the team, the defense, excuse me, around a safety, and that's unheard of. Right. So he began to create package after package after package for me. Once again, because of the ability that I showed, and then I was all over the place. That's where obviously Weapon X come in. He's a weapon. I'm a weapon all over the place. So I, neither one of those individuals were playing checkers. They were both playing chess, the way that I call it. That's cool. How, how quickly did you know, Brian, that, that Jim Johnson was kind of at a different level than the way a lot of other, not Emmett, but a lot of other defensive coordinators operated? Did it take pretty pretty short time for you to figure out this guy's this guy's got something here? You said Jim or Emmett? Yeah, Jim, Jim. Jim. Yeah, yeah, Jim. It was pretty. It was pretty early in the process. Um, first of all, I began to blitz. It, even in his regular packages, the safeties blitzed a whole lot more. And I okay. was like, yes, I'm finally, <laughs> I'm going to stop covering all the time like I was doing with Emmett. And I, I actually get a chance to blitz a lot more. But then he began to just start asking me questions. And then I would come, mm-hmm. we would come into the meetings and he would have a, this new package and that new package featuring me or, or things. And so in Early on, I, I recognized right away that this this cat is going to allow me to just absolutely mm-hmm. just have a party on the field. Like mm-hmm. he just been. And the other thing with him, I, I believe that he knew that I would do anything, <laughs> really <Right>. anything. <laughs> make That's it, saying a lot. Packages <laughs> work. So whatever it is I need to do with my body, he knew this. And this is probably those screws loose that I say I have. <laughs> he knew I would do anything to make his packages work. And that's why my number was called so many times in the fourth quarter to, you know, to, to, mm-hmm. uh, to help us win games. Well, it wasn't just you that, it wasn't just you that, um, that took notice of it because um, Axe Deuce, you Axe Deuce the same thing. There were times where Troy Palomalo would pull us both aside. And here is another Hall of Famer saying, what made Brian such a good player? I mean, I know he was an athlete. He could do this, do that. And he would pick our brain, try to figure out what was the difference between him and you. I said, there's really no difference. It's just that Dawkins just never understood what he couldn't do. And that was the difference between I've seen most players. He didn't know what he couldn't do because he didn't allow anybody to tell him what he couldn't do. 
And 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 if you can you can act you can go and you can ask Ducey this right now. That's how Troy really started coming to his own by just talking to me and him and and just really trying to further himself as a player just because what he saw you do, man. No, you changed wow. a lot, a lot. Wow, you turned a lot of heads. Well, wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, <laughs> didn't know that. Um, I, I literally, the way that I played the game, I I stopped at some point. Here's I, I stopped competing. I stopped competing against other people, and just in my mind, I'm going to create. But what do you mean by that? Well, like create. what people were you talking so, about? So, when you are playing a position, if you're if you're a safety. There is a, I'm going to compete against other safeties. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Compete against those other safeties to see who's kind of the best, right? Now I'm a competitor. That's how I, you know, that's how we all do it. But at really at some point in uh, probably around year six, seven in in my career, it switched. (laughs) Like I really began to like create how I'm, I'm creating a different way of playing the position because of the talent that I have. I'm not saying that to myself, but this is what I was Mm -hmm. literally literally doing because of the way that I was blessed to have all of these skills. And so if you look at every statistical category, there's a significant number in there. The way that I blessed the field, because I didn't want to just have success in one area. I didn't want to be just good in interceptions. I didn't want to be just good in, in, in big, big hits. If you look at, um, I, I would do stuff like this and, I would have as a goal for mine for the year to only miss three tackles. Wow. That would be a, that would be a goal for me. And there's Ooh. many years I did just that. I mm-hmm. missed three tackles. So in my mind, I could do that. And so if I'm making every tackle, that means we're getting off the field. I'm not giving up yards after contact. And so, I mean, there's this, man, I can tell you so many games that I played against with myself. So I began to like compete against myself about tackling a running back. I'll give you this last thing. I, I'm, I know I'm kind of going all over the place here. So one of the one of the ways that I graded myself on film, Jim and whoever graded, they would grade tackle or assist, right? I would grade, did I win that down? Did I win that tackle? And I win the tackle if I make you go backwards or sideways. Mm-hmm. That's how I win that wow. down. I won that down. <clears throat> Right. That's, and so that was the, com- the competitor and me competing against myself to say that when I hit this dude, he wins if he hits me and we go back that way a couple more yards. I still mm. made the tackle cool, but in my mind, he won. So that was, that was, that was a plus that. in your coach's head, but in yes. your head, it was a negative. It's a negative. Wow. Hey, dog, mm. as demanding as Jim Johnson was, at what stage of your tenure with Johnson did he give you the freedom to have more input um, in terms of how to utilize you or maybe how to scheme certain offenses when you play them? It'd probably be around year three. Okay. Right around year three. And that was really because of um, me suggesting stuff. Like um, I would do things the way that he would ask me to do it. And then I would be like, but if I did it this way, if I cheated this way, if I showed, for instance, if I have the left half, uh, a left half of the field mm-hmm. and the offense we're playing holds the snap long that I can actually show in the a gap and get to my spot. I can show in the a gap. Like I'm going to be blitzing off the left side or the right side in the a gap. Right. And I still can get to my spot. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and I would tell him like, if I can, I can, I can do it that way. But you know, if I do it this way, 
it will actually make this line slide my way right so they let other people come scot-free on the other side. The only thing is, is we have to get back there. (laughs) We have to get back there. But the corner to that side also has to know that I'm disguising. So he's going to trap the, the, the first flat or hot route, right? But because I'm disguising, he has to know that he has to play a little softer, mm. right? To give me a chance to get back so he can trap that hot route. So stuff like that, we began to discuss. And it just became the point that that's why when you talk to people about Jim Johnson's defense, it was like, you know, they were always blitzing. No, we weren't always blitzing. We just were moving around so much, testing mm. things out in practice that cats were running scot-free because they thought we were blitzing when we weren't. So it's just things like that that he allowed me to ad-lib that made me so excited. You know, that's why I was – I man, my goodness, I used to be so excited to go in to see, like, game, um, game film, to go in to see the game plan right away, right? Because in my mind, I'm going in, and my thought is, how am I going to be used this week? I can't mm-hmm. wait to see how I'm going to be used this week. That's mm. fascinating. Brian, you, you had an – you still do. I shouldn't say had. This is present tense. An unbelievable bond with the Philadelphia fans. Yeah. And I, I said it before, and I wasn't just, just trying to be you know outrageous. You, you arguably are the most popular Eagle that's ever played. And that's a mouthful for an organization that's been around since 1933, man. Can mm-hmm. you just talk about that and how quickly that bond formed between you and the fans here? It, it formed it, – it, it formed pretty quickly. Mm. I believe a lot of it is because of the way that I play the game, because of what you just talked, what you talked about earlier, B that like, I I didn't take stuff for granted. I I grind. I I work to to earn everything that I got. And that's, that's really been my life. I had, I've had to work and grind for everything that I got. Things have not necessarily come easy to me. I was never the biggest in the neighborhood. So I always had to outwork other people. And I took that same mindset into the national football league. So if you, if, when, when people talk about Philadelphia, uh, the mindset of the, the working attitude, what do they say? It's blue collar. Mm-hmm. Yep. They work. So here you have a worker that's not going to complain. I'm not going to be complaining about what's not right or what somebody else did. I'm going to take responsibility for mine, right? And you're not going to hear me uh, complaining about stuff. I'm just going to suck it up, deal with it, do what I need to do better, Right. And so I believe that, and the fact that I played with my emotions, man, like I didn't care. I, I was having such a party on the field. I was enjoying life so much to be blessed, to be on the field. And, my, and in my mind, if a fan all of a sudden knew the game plan on, on Sunday, they had the athleticism, how would they play the game? Would they be quiet? Would they hand the ball back to the ref? But no. No, if that's, if that's the only time you get to play football, you would act a fool. Like you would literally act a fool, party and dance, and you would make plays and just you would be all over the place energy-wise, right? Right. That's how I played the game. Hey Kevin, dog, 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 when you look back at your career, who was your all-time single most favorite teammate? That's just quick. That's Troy. That's okay. big, big brother Troy. Like that's it's and it was funny that at one time when I was an executive with the Eagles, um, I was I was going back looking at some old tape of myself. And at certain times on film, I couldn't tell Troy from me because I was mimicking him so much. And, 
and, and my technique and my bump and run and all that stuff. So I couldn't tell in stance who was who because the 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 film was also so grimy, you know, grimy that that I yeah. couldn't see. Yeah. So it's just, but literally a lot of the things that early on in my career I began to model after him. Watch how he handles the media, right? Because he was the voice. He was the voice, right? Yeah. He was. If you had any questions to ask, like I and I was so happy at the time. I'm like, yes. <laughs> oh, y'all got tough questions now, Troy. Like Troy, <laughs> Troy got it. Troy. Yeah. That's why I watched him, and I watched how he handled himself. I watched how he handled, you know, his business and and how he was a professional and his technique. You know, he was very technical, technically sound. Mm. And so I would ask him questions, and he would um, basically take me, took me under his wing to kind of, you know, te teach me about how to be a professional. So I would say right off the bat, it would be. Troy. Mm. I, I okay. still call him my big brother to this day. It's mm. funny, man, because Troy wasn't really a vocal, vocal guy. What I saw was I was on the opposite side of the ball, so I didn't spend as much time as you did with him. But Troy was, you could just tell he was just a, the constant professional. I can remember mm. him and, and, and Irvin Fryer. I mean, I saw some of the most classic battles in You're practice at it, with, with him it. and Troy. Yeah. I mean, I, I thought they were, and they both came from Miami, I think, too. And yep. they would just go at it in practice. I say. That was a battle right there, man. So I'm glad you told me that, man. Because I now that I look at it, man, that, that's 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 an awful lot of um, knowledge that you can get from a guy like him. First first rounder played, mean played as long as he did. Mm -hmm. That's great. And, and now look at him now, man. He's one yeah. of the top two, three guys in the entire National Football League. Doesn't and it doesn't surprise me. No, no I'm not no, either. No. I'm not surprised one bit from what I, I know about Troy. Hey, Doc, you know, um, I, I have to ask you about the current state of of, of this team that you love. Um, when you played and you look at the guys you played with, you guys put new meaning to the word defense when mm -hmm. you played. Give me your breakdown of what you saw from a Jonathan Gannon defense in 2021. Well, I, for the year, I, yeah. I, don't know, I don't know who they are. Okay. I just, and I'm just being, I don't know who they are. It started off one part of the year doing one thing and then the next half of the year they did a, like a different thing so I don't I don't know who really they are right mm -hmm. very passive giving up a whole bunch of yards and just allowing people to just dink and dunk them to death and take you know all up and down the, the field in the beginning then they begin to blitz towards the second half of the season so they flip the script of how they he called the defense so again I don't know I don't know who he who he really is so mm -hmm. we'll find out who he is this year I see they're going out trying to uh, sounds like they're going to, you know, try to beef up the secondary as well now mm -hmm. at, at this point. So they're doing some things to help them potentially be a more aggressive defense. And that was the mm -hmm. first half of the season. I was, I was like, be honest with you, I was about to pull my hair out. I mean, that was unbelievable. <laughs> I, I, you can't. There's no way in no part of football that you that you that you allow starting quarterbacks to see what you're going to wind up in mm -hmm. over and over and over again. That's, that's literally, and B, you know this, that's walkthrough. That's what yep. you guys do in walkthrough. You say, this is what yeah. a safety is going to be. These are going to be the spots you can hit. And that's what they kept doing. They were lining up in it. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> but, but what that also does, it puts a whole lot of pressure on your players because you're, you're asking them to do up and above because the quarterback knows where the weakness is in your defense yep. because they've walked through it and they've watched it on film. So, again, we'll find out who they really are mm -hmm. this year um, with some of the additions they've added.
Mm. See, that's 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 two. That's two great eagles to say the same thing. Steph Jordan screamed it all last well, year. I, I can only imagine the chef song. <laughs> oh, you don't want to know. You don't want to know what Seth did. Oh, and now B Dog said the same thing. I don't think B Dog would use that kind of language that Seth used. That's okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. my goodness. Yeah. Wow. That's a different story. Brian, I gotta ask you, you know, the when you left in 08, and, and, and I remember when you came back and, and everything. How how emotionally trying was that for you to, to put on another uniform after all those years with the birds? I explain it like this now because I know it like this now. That I literally went through mourning is what mm. I did. Mm. I went through a period of mourning. Mm. Um, I was sad. I was crying often for no reason. And, so, yeah. you know, and I literally was going through mourning because in my mind, I had lost a family member, right? Mm -hmm. So when you lose a family, and I'm not trying to equate it to anybody losing, please don't, please don't yeah. think that I'm, I'm actually saying it. But in my mind, because of the love that I have for that city, I lost a family member, right? So in my mind, I'm, I'm tearing up, I'm crying, and I'm, I'm calling different people to see, you know, what's going on, right? Mm -hmm. But ultimately, I had to, first of all, forgive those individuals. And it wasn't for them. As we know, it was for me, right? Mm -hmm. And I went to a place that um, I, I began to do things from a place that says that I'm going to now go prove me right not prove them wrong because mm -hmm. I don't want anybody to have any power over my decisions or anything going forward. So that's, and that's, that, that's for somebody, somebody, mm -hmm. need, somebody needed that. And so when I came back to Philadelphia though, like it was, I was emotional. That's, that was the first and only time that I, I had never came out for, I didn't come out for warmups. Yep. That's the yep. first and only time because I couldn't, man, mm -hmm. I was crying. <laughs> I was in there crying and I could, I couldn't control myself like emotionally. Um, I had, a had a couple of my guys, um, Vernon Fox coming and had to pray for me. Like it was, it mm -hmm. was tough going to that place and to going into the visiting locker room and then coming out having to play. When I, but once I came out to play, it was on, right? I'm, I'm going to flip yep. that switch and go. Mm -hmm. But going back, I couldn't come out for warm up. So yeah, that was, that was extremely tough. Learned a lot. Mm -hmm. Learned a whole lot about myself and how to do things differently going forward. Mm -hmm. But it was extremely, extremely painful. The the day you got traded, I remember you were gracious enough to come on live with me on NBC Sports Philadelphia. And we did a, a special show because nobody else got to Brian Dawkins, you know, but us that day. And, you know, I asked you questions, you answered questions, and I can tell you were getting emotional. And then all of a sudden, I've never had this happen to me before or since. In the middle of the interview, Dawkins goes, D gun, I gotta go and just hung up. And then we're on air like, uh, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll be right back after this. Yeah, couldn't yeah, do it. Yeah. Couldn't you know? do it. And I, I know how much it hurt you. Yeah, I know I could, how much I couldn't it hurt. Find you. the words, but I couldn't find the words, and and uh, it, it was best for me to to not say anything if I'm an emotional place because it yeah. could be kind of could I could have said something that I would have regretted. So I just decided that yeah, I, it, it's time for me to sit this down, shut this down. You know. Uh, 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 I, you've answered this question for me a lot of times also, and we have a lot of new followers uh, here, as you can see in our chat room. And I've got to ask you for a lot of them. I've asked so many ex-players this, but you in particular, because of your pedigree and what you've accomplished as a professional athlete, why are you not coaching in the game today? <laughs> I, I love this answer. <laughs> so, 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 couple of things. The, the first yeah. and the ultimate is I could never make Connie a single mom again. Yeah. I, 
because we spend so much time away. I know I did anyway, yeah. because I was the way that I played the game, how physical I was. I was usually in somebody's training room or doing <laughs> <Right>. work, some <laughs> IV treatment. I was always getting something done to my body to get me back right to, yep. to go. That um, Connie basically was a single mom, so I couldn't do that to her again. The other thing is this. When I, when I got a chance to be an executive yeah. and I was in the building a whole lot of times late, you know, doing different things, I would see those dudes and how much time they put in. And I was like, man, there's no way in the world that I can do that. Like, oh, my goodness. They, they're watching tape and sometimes tape beginning to watch them. Right. So like, <laughs> I'm like, I, I, I can't. There's no way I can do that. And then lastly. But what I'm blessed to to do for people, I could yeah. not do that if I'm in one spot. If I'm under someone, some some organization, I wouldn't be able to bless people the way that I'm blessing them right now. So mm. that, that would probably that's that's kind of the ultimate. My calling is is not to be coaching from that level. Um, it's it's to be coaching from a from a broader broader mm. level. Well, what um go ahead, back. This is my last question, bro. Mm -hmm. Um. When did you know that you transcended just being a regular football player and became a Hall of Famer? You know, because I mean, that's 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 a transition that, you know, I, I could have never done that. You know, I wasn't in that position in my life. or I wasn't that good of an athlete. But you knew early you were good. But when did you know that you really, you know, transcended and became a Hall of Famer? I didn't. You didn't? Wow. I didn't. No, I didn't. My my B man, my, my I'm telling you, my mindset was to grind. My mindset was to keep my head down and get it to get better. How can I get better? What are some of the things I can do in the off season to get better? What do I need to stop doing? What do I need to increase doing? Is there something new that techno like a techno technological thing that I can now add to my repertoire? So I was constantly trying to get better. How can I? What are the things that I need to eat? You know, is there's a hyperbaric chamber that bought me one of those? So I'm, I'm constantly trying to gain and and get better mm -hmm. and, then, and, and ultimately along the way i'm also like thinking about my teammates i'm thinking about y'all right so how can i how can i how can i be an shining example to those who are coming behind me to do things differently so my right. mind was how can i make sure that i'm a quality citizen mm -hmm. for fans to observe and, and and want to to model themselves after so I'm, I'm i'm in that mind space so i was literally not thinking about that until probably when i got to the uh, the Broncos hmm. and people kept saying future Hall of Famer Brian Dawkins, right, right. Hall of Famer. Then you're like, wow. Now you can kind of then I kind of pick my head up and then you kind of look at you, wow, wow. You know what? I I might have a chance to to actually do that. See, but in, blessed, man. Yeah. But man. in the interim, man, I'm telling you, I was grinding, man. I was literally grinding, and and my definition for grinding I've learned is different from a lot of people, man. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Grinding is different. Hey, I think one of the greatest compliments to you that could ever be given was a few years after you left, Joe Banner said one of the biggest executives' mistakes he ever made was allowing Brian Dawkins to leave Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. He didn't he wouldn't admit it at the time, but he came to a realization that he had made a mistake. And Joe Banner doesn't openly admit stuff like that a lot, as you know. Yeah. But for him to say that about Brian Dawkins, you knew what Brian Dawkins meant to this organization. Let me tell you one of my um, part, another part of my mindset, how I, how I operated. Right. First of all was my contract situations. All right. Contract situations. When I got a contract, I went and I was head full going full steam ahead to get the next one. 
So mm-hmm. I wasn't concerned with this one. I got that one. Thank you for mm-hmm. that. But I'm not. I'm going to prove that you were right by by keeping me here. But mm-hmm. now I'm going to go get this next one. Mm-hmm. That was my mindset. And then ultimately, I always wanted to represent myself in such a way as a player and a person to make letting me go be the hardest thing you ever do. Mm-hmm. That was my mindset. So if you're, you're saying that, that means that I did exactly what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I wanted to represent myself and my family and, and, and the God that I serve the right in such a way that p- the person who wants to move on from me, it's the toughest decision they've they ever have to make in their life. Man, that's awesome. Uh, Brian, I got to ask you, I, I know you weren't on the field and that would have been the ultimate, but you were an executive at the time when they finally won it. And you had, you delivered an unbelievable message it, right to the camera, right on the field to, to the people of Philadelphia. But yeah. what did that night mean to you as someone who, let's face, I mean, your blood is green, right? I mean, I, and I know you Absolutely. had some great years with the Broncos, Absolutely. but what did that mean to you? Oh, it was, it was, it was unbelievable. It was unbelievable. And, it's hard for me to truly articulate to people on this side now of how much of that I saw coming. Mm. Like I can, I can see some of these things. And I told you, uh, I, 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 I told you, you did. Yeah. He in training camp, that 2017 season, when I Doc and I standing on the practice field in training camp, I said, doc, what do you think about this team? He says, I don't know, but there's something special about this team. And I said, come on, doc. I mean, they just come off a of six and 10, season, first year of Doug Peterson. I said, come on, man. I said, you got people screaming. They want Doug Peterson fired before 2017. And Dr. D-Gun, I'm telling you, there's something special about this team. And lo and behold, look what they did. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. And 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 so the process of that was they, we were able – I'll say it like this. It's hard for you to have conversations with people when, you live, when you're winning mm-hmm. about things they need to change. Mm-hmm. That's That's just the truth. Because we had lost so many close games, and then we were in all of those games in fourth quarter, mm-hmm. that now individuals like myself, we can have tougher conversations with people about things that they can't see. One of the hardest things it, it is for a person to be, a lot of times, to see outside of a picture frame when you're in it, right? Mm. So they sometimes can't see some of the things that they need to change in order Mm. for the team to be better. So now individuals like myself, I can then ask and talk to them on a different level about some things that they need to change Mm -hmm. because it's hard for me, Barrett, be if if I, if I told you to run hard in practice and you not, you don't, you see me not running hard and I tell you to run hard or I ask you to run hard, what would you be like? Right. How come you not doing? It? Yeah, exactly, right. Yeah, right. Yeah. But when you flip, when you see me busting my hunt, running so hard that I have to get IVs, right? And then when I ask you to do something, what are you willing? You're more willing to then come with mm-hmm. me and we'll do this thing together. Not mm-hmm. you doing it without me. It's now we're doing this thing together. That's mm-hmm. what I saw. Was that was that um what's that was a what what was the relationship between you and Malcolm at the time? So because that's that's I mean he he was in that transition period of 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 really taking over as the you know, the, the face the of that defense. Yeah. 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 During Man, that time. So, so the things, the things that I say with guys, two guys is between me and them. And if they right. decide to talk about some stuff it's on them, but yeah, we did have some conversation. The thing that I, the thing that I wanted to do for Malcolm though, I wanted to stay out of like the light as much as possible. Right. I, okay. I did not want people to be looking at me and him at the same time at any given wow. time. I wanted him to be the focal. I wanted it to be about Malcolm, right? I wanted him to have right. his spot. He have his time. I've had mine. I've been blessed to do my thing. This is about Malcolm. This is about him growing as a leader and as a player to help the team do exactly what mm. they did. 
Awesome. Mm. Well, Brian, tell, tell us a little bit, and we appreciate your time today. You've been very kind with it. Uh, about the upcoming golf tournament you have, the Brian Dawkins Impact Foundation, Penn yep. Oaks in Westchester next Wednesday. Give folks some information, website, whatever they can do. To how contribute. they can donate, yeah. Yeah, how can yeah, they help? You, you can go to briandawkins.com to find out all this information. Everything okay. is on there. Okay. And then you'll see, you know, some of the in, individuals that will be there. We're going to have a <laughs> – uh, and B, you know this. One of the things that we miss as players is the locker room. Yep, exactly. Yep. Some of the things that happen in the locker room. Some, <laughs> of, the, some of the conversations right. that happen in the locker room. So I'm looking forward to the locker room coming back yeah. and getting together. And you'll be you'll have a chance to be a part of that if you come Wouldn't out you? to the soiree. And you know, there's a bunch of tickets still left for the soiree. You'll be able to to meet some of these guys. And we have a bunch of individuals coming out who are gracious to spend their time out there with us. And and ultimately. It's to bless those families that I was talking about, those people mm. that I that I was talking about, those young people, that they'll be able to see life differently. And I don't know how much time we have, and I, I can give you a quick story. So yeah. mm -hmm. one of the things that one of the things that has blessed me in my life is someone blessed me with the opportunity to go to a camp. It was an FCA camp in North Carolina, basketball camp, my 11th grade year, mm. and we couldn't afford it. So somebody played, paid for a scholarship for me to go to that camp for me to experience what I had experienced. And in that camp, I, I was, um, we were kind of led down the path of how to study the word of God, how to journal. That was the first time ever hearing the word and talking about the word journaling, right? Just during that time. But also I saw a neighborhood that I wanted to live in. Mm -hmm. I saw a specific way I wanted my family to operate in. Because I had seen my father and how hard he was working, and he's a hard worker. So that told me that hard work by itself does not get you where you what you wow. want. Some of the some of the things that people actually think it mm. it's not hard work by itself. It's it's mm. other things. Mm. So what I wanted, I came up with that vision, and that became the thing that I began to chase. Mm. So now some of these other individuals that I was maybe hanging out with. They, if they're going to prevent me from reaching this visit, I can't. I can't hang out with these cats no more. I'm, I'm good. Y'all go ahead. I'm good, right? Because I, I got this vision. I, I know how I want my family to live. Me and my family to live. Hmm. Fast forward to now. I want to have that. Give that same opportunities to these young people. I want them to see things outside of their communities. This thing is these. This is limited. This thing is not. Your imagination. This mm -hmm. is not. So I, I really want to allow them to see outside of their community, to feel it, to, to have the emotions of it. So they chase that. They chase that. Come up with a vision for themselves and they chase that. That's literally what the foundation really is, 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 is wrapped around, is allowing people to get the, the resources, absolutely, all of those things. But to get a vision of things that are different, that they can have. Mm -hmm. Hey, Doc, my, my last question to you. Um, last October, you and I were on a panel, a discussion panel, in front of five or 600 people at Rowan University uh, talking about your life and a book you had just recently released. How's the book been doing? It's doing well. Bless by the yeah. best. I'm still, still yeah. doing my pub work. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, But it's doing well. It's doing well. And, and I get so many DMs from people who read some of the story and, and certain yeah. things stand out for them from the book and that's what it was mm -hmm. about every chapter i wanted something for you to pull something mm -hmm. for yourself to, to help you wherever you find yourself 
That's awesome, man. Uh, it's great stuff. Brian, listen, man, we can't thank you enough for, for the amount of time you gave us, for all the work that you're doing, for the memories, yeah, you know, what appreciate you continue you, bro. To, to give back to this community, man. We appreciate it very much. Thank yeah, you. I'll see you. I'll see you Tuesday, Wednesday. Indeed. And that and, and gentlemen, that's I, I I just gave you the things that we're doing. That's not what we're planning on doing going forward, but I mm-hmm. we don't have time for all of those things. So again, yeah. just know, just know when you when you're when you bless the foundation, you're blessing so much more. Yeah. than just those programs that I just mentioned. There's other things down the road, learning centers and stuff like that, that we're going to be doing to, again, really bless people's futures. Bless their nows, absolutely. But we're trying to bless their now for their future. Awesome. Mm. Awesome. Brian, That's thanks. Awesome, man. Thanks, man. Uh, wish you all the best. Uh, looking forward to you being in town next week. Thank yeah, you, bro. Brian. All right. Appreciate Thank it. Take yep, care. That is Brian Dawkins. <laughs> hey, wow, man. man. Um, I can I can remember when uh, the rumor first came out, hmm. um, and Doc was still an Eagle that he that 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 particular season might be his last season with the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, his contract was coming up, so he he allowed me to do a sit down interview with him up at Lehigh when it was still up at Lehigh. Hmm. So I'm sitting down and I'm just going to have football conversation about Brian and I'm asking questions about going out with a bang and you know uh, a blaze of glory, and in the middle of the interview, now we all knew Brian was a passionate football player on the field. But in the middle of the interview, he breaks down and starts crying. So my producer's standing there. He's like, whoa. And then the Eagles PR staff is off to the side, and they're determining whether or not they're going to step in and stop the interview mm-hmm. and let Brian regain his compo- composure. I'm looking at the PR staff. If you step in and stop this interview, we got a problem. You know? Right, right. And he kept talking, and the interview ended up great. I'm like, and so when we we finished the interview, I'm standing there with my producer. I believe it was Neil Slocken at the time. And we're like, can you believe what we just got? So I immediately text his wife and said, Connie, I'm doing this interview with Brian, and he breaks down and starts crying. And she goes, D-Gun, he always cries. I'm like, just burst my bubble. I'm like, D-Gun, he's always crying about something. I'm like, what? Really? Oh, man, but it still was great for us because nobody else had it. Amen. But I was like, but I didn't know that emotional side of Dawkins. We knew the passionate side as a football player. And, you know, I, I must say, you know, Brian Dawkins doesn't get close to a lot of people, but he and I have had some incredible conversations. And and, and my my greatest my greatest gift I've ever received from a Brian Dawkins is the man gave me two autographed jerseys, one Philadelphia Eagle and one when he played with Denver. I still have, and I keep those at a safe place. It may never be seen. That's mm-hmm. how much I cherish those those jerseys. It says it all, man. And, mm-hmm. and and Barrett, you had the good fortune to be his teammate. Oh and, my goodness, and a good friend wow. of his. I mean, it, amazing. Amazing you know what? human being, man. We've, uh, all the questions we asked Doc, I wanted to ask him, be, uh, Doc, tell me about the story about you sleeping on, on Bear Brooks. Oh. I forgot to ask you all the questions we asked. Bro, everybody made fun. Bro, man. Just, just look, imagine this. Hollis Thomas comes to my house. Because I invite those guys over for uh, – because all at the time all those guys were single or their wives mm. and stuff were um, back home. But Thanksgiving, they come to my house. Him, Hollis Thomas, Bob uh, – Bobby Taylor, all of them come to my house. You know, me and the wife, we cook, you know, all this food from everything. We cook like 10 uh, sweet potato pies. Woo! Hollis Thomas comes up, grabs a whole pie, <laughs> and there's aluminum, and folds the aluminum half like you fold a taco, and <laughs> twisted the bottom. And come on, man. Come and on, ate man. it like a taco. Oh, my God. Ate it like a taco, man. You know what I'm saying? And then, you know, you know, we all got the itis. He goes over there, lays down. Next thing you know, look at Bobby Taylor. He sprawled out of a long, I got a long chair. He <laughs> sprawled out of his long chair. I'm looking at these guys like, 
Yo, what, what, what is, is going, going on? Yeah, where it's, are we? The turkey, man. It's the turkey, man. Speaking of Hollis Thomas, I used to do a radio show with Joe Krause years ago, and we did it at the Chickies and Pete off of 476, and occasionally we would have Hollis on. So Chickies and Pete was kind enough to give us free food, whatever we wanted. You know, that menu is, is superb. Amazing. Hollis would always order a whole pizza. And I'm talking, you know how big their pizzas are. Yeah. Those pizzas will be gone in three bites or less. I mean, he would fold a pizza in half and scarf. We gotta get Hollis <laughs> on the show because this eating is legendary. We I, gotta, I've, I, I've done shows with him too. I, yeah. I know, <laughs> I know. He can, he can get after it, man. Yeah, at, at a remote, that's for sure. All right, let's uh, let's grab a quickie here, and we'll come back. As I promised, we'll dive into the schedule uh, that came out yesterday for the Eagles. We'll also recap some of the things that Brian had to say, which were just fascinating, man. That's for sure. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks. Rob Ellis, we are Sports Take, Jacob Sports Network. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on action. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work, building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities with Local 98, visit us, ibew98.org. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, this, this. And that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears.
happy Friday, everybody. Sports Take, Jacob, Media, Sports Network. Uh, yeah, welcome back. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. That was amazing, man. De- Derek, great job getting uh, getting beat, Doc. And it was fun walking down memory lane, man. And just he, he is a – if you're not inspired sitting there listening to that guy, man, I, I don't know what we'll do it for. I don't, I don't either. I don't either, there, man. man. Incredible. Here, here's the thing, too. When he first revealed um, about the, the mental – uh, depression he was going through. There were so many people, you know, and, and we, you know, everybody started blasting it um, on social media. And he allowed me to come into his home in Denver and do a sit down interview with him, you know, uh, as an exclusive. And that blew up. And it wasn't so much about uh, just talking about the transition from, from, um, going from Philadelphia to Denver. And and a matter of fact, I went out there in July, a month before he was going to be officially inducted into the pro football hall of fame. But when he let loose about what he went through um, as a man and as a professional athlete, the social media blew up with so many people thanking him for inspiring them to, to deal with depression, anxiety, to get help. Because uh, from what I know about both depression and anxiety, a lot of people, don't want to get help. They just go into seclusion and, and, you know, they, they just, they're so down and they, it's like they go into a dark place and then eventually, hopefully they come out of it, but he encouraged and he inspired people with his words to, if you seek help, you can beat the, you can control and win this battle. And when I talked to him, I said, doc, do you realize what you just did? And he said, you know, when you say it, you don't realize the impact of it until you see it in motion. And it really touched him that so many people just on what he shared with them were able to better themselves. And in some cases, as scary as it sounds, save their own lives. Yo, it's, um, <clears throat> it's funny you say that. Like, I, I, you know, I don't, I don't, I joke around about it, you know, all yeah, the time, yeah. but, um, I go, I go through every year. Yeah. I go to a place and get, um, get tested, make sure, you know, my cognitive, I don't have any cognitive delays or anything like right. that, or, you know, just to see, where I am, you know, did I, you know, have I, am I, am I getting worse or anything like that? You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm cool. But when I do go to these, um, to these appointments, I see guys that are, that are not cool. They're going through those depressions who, yeah. have, I mean, they're saying a CTE, but you never know a CTE, but you're saying that, um, they have something wrong with them as far as emotionally wrong with them. Right. Yep. They become recluse, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and, that's the downfall. That's when it starts spiraling out of control. They can't control it. These guys yeah. have, are, are passing away from being um, almost like hermits. They just stop yeah. talking and relating. Here they are, these supreme athletes, you know, the, the alpha males. And once they're not alpha males and they're not NFL football players, they go into a shell and they're dealing with issues that everybody else deals with also. But, you know, they're just in a bad place because of depression, a bad place because they don't know how to get help for it. And by the time they do, man, they, you know, deteriorated so bad that they, you know, it's, it's, it's almost like it's too late, man. I see guys yeah. that are 10 years younger than I am, but they look like they're about 20 years older than I am Yeah, from yeah. this situation, man. Yeah. Crazy. I, and it's Good a thing I got you too. Think, <laughs> think I got you too. You no. guys make sure you keep me in perspective. Oh boy, don't blame us. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, I think Barrett. It's two things, right? It's obviously the physical toll that 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 takes, yeah. and 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 you know, in terms of the the CT. But 
there's also a lot of guys like you had a plan and yeah. and I think, you know, a lot of guys unfortunately don't um, and they don't know what to do with themselves. And that aspect takes a toll and, you know, and not to mention, you know, you're not financially and all that, but I mean, I think yeah. like you talked about when, when guys become hermits and they're not seeing people, that's not healthy, yeah. man. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, I, and it, it takes no, go ahead, Rob. No, yeah, I'm go, done. I'm done there. Yeah. I, I think the biggest toll is, when you play professional football, you're in a profession where the the, the statistics have been well documented that the average lifespan is three and a half years in professional football. For every Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers we see playing 15, 18 years, that's not the norm in the game. And these young players, they always go to these seminars where the older players are trying to tell them, hey, man, this is what you need to to realize about what you're about to, to, the journey you're about to take. And then when you hear the statistic about 80% of pro football players end up broke, a lot of players can't cope with that. Well, you I, know. Am, I am broke, Derek, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to need a loan, yeah, man. No, no, no. <laughs> Let me tell you something. You know, we, we joke about that. Barrett Brooks is blessed. Okay, I know this much about Barrett Brooks. He may not have made the money that NFL players right. make today. No, I didn't. But Barrett Brooks – wait, let me ask you something. You yeah. have a family – you got a family who loves you? Yeah. You got a nice house? Yeah. You got a you got a boat? Yeah. Nice swimming pool. What are you talking about, Derek? Just, just, I'm just saying. You are blessed. You, you, you I'm saying, you know, you're right. You didn't make a lot of money in the game, but you prepared, you prepared a life for yourself. Okay. So you've done well for yourself and you can you're on TV every day. You continue <laughs> to do well for yourself, right? I was gonna I was gonna I was asking I was gonna ask for a loan, man. I mean that's what <laughs> I was trying you, to get to a great I, loan. I, I like to use I like to use this. I don't know where I heard this many, many years ago. I said, you know what? I'm so poor I can't even pay attention right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. But you know what? I mean, you you're right, man. I mean I mean all three I'm of not, them. I'm not yeah. I'm not digging ditches. No. And I, nothing I wrong with digging ditches. Four people jump on that. There's nothing wrong with digging ditches. My back hurt. I can't do that no more, bro. I can't either, man. My shoulder <laughs> hurt. My knees hurt. But all three of us, man, we're blessed to do what we do. We yes, still we do it. Yep. You know what are. I'm saying? You know how I many people yeah. would love to sit here and be able to do what we do and talk to talk to the Howie Roseman, Brian Dawkins, Ray Dittinger's, Chris Long's. Get to, you know, man. You know Get what I'm saying? To. Get you know to. Saying? Don't have to. Get to. You know, exactly, people, you know. people. Unfortunately, a lot of people think the bottom line is life is dollars and cents. It's about being this. There's a certain amount of happiness that's that's involved in what you do in life, man. There are very few people. Maybe you people tell me, but there's very few people who can honestly say every day they're happy and enjoy what they do for a living. A lot of people do jobs because they have to out of necessity. Mm-hmm. Even people that get college degrees. Yeah. I know a lot of people that are PhDs that are unhappy with what they do. Mm-hmm. Okay, and here we are. We're sitting here. We talk sports for a living. And because of the advent of social media, Zoom and, and StreamYard, we can do it from the comfort of our homes now. See? And you know what? That's a blessing, man. It is. It is. You know, and and I blessed. never take that for granted. And like, as you know, much as never. we go crazy about hey, we're mad about the Sixers and, and we you know, yeah, yeah. It, it, it at the end of the day, I think the three of us have, have a pretty good handle on you know life and what it is yeah, man. And, and take it for, for what it's worth. It's not the end of the world. It's not the Ukraine, you know, it, it's not some, some kid at chop, right? It's sports. Yes. And, and you all, you, you know, as much as you get fired up and I'm, I'm right there, man, I'm as fired up as anybody else with this stuff, but you and, also have to keep it in perspective. And, and here's, here's the biggest thing too. Now, and just think about this. 60% of marriages in America end in divorce. 
Are you still married, Rob Ellis? Yeah. Yes. You still married, Barry Brooks? Yes. I'm still married. We have people in our lives. Whoa, 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 you? What? Whoa, 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 whoa. What? what? Yeah, Trish still owns you. It's not like you guys are married. Trish just owns you, bro. You know let me, all right, let me put you, I'm still married today. I don't know about after the day. As of today. She's got her heavenly wings, bro, dealing with you every day. I'll see how she do it, man. How does she do that, man? Halo. How does she Halo. stay married? She's As got Beyonce a Halo. Beyonce once said. Because yeah. yeah. <laughs> dog, I sat across from you for Halo. two years. For no, for for four years, I sat across from you. <laughs> and oh man, it was an adventure every single day. At least when I sat across from uh from, from Rob, Rob, you know, we're sitting there, you know. It, I just knew I didn't I didn't feel as bad as Rob. But I used to look at Rob, man. His hair's about to fall out, man. My hair was jet black. Because right? look, he had first of all, he had to be there at four o'clock like I did, 4 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> then he do the show. We do the show from, from six to eight. Then he had to go and drive all the way out to 97.5, and he had a show at 10 o'clock. So he gets there at like 9.15. This dude would sleep for 30 minutes and then walk in and do another show for four hours. I would do I would do my parking lot nap. I call it Bro. a parking lot nap. Yes. After a while, he started walking. Oh, he walked to the car, and he said he followed over. Oh, yeah, it was, a good, was, it wasn't good. It was not good, man. I'm telling you, people like on the street, oh, like, you, are, you are right, dude. I'm like, what? And then he had to watch the games. And, you know, I mean, the, oh, the, man. our yeah. boss at the time was like, well, you don't have to watch the games. And, and Rob would look at her like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I can't watch. What am I going to talk about then if I don't watch the game? Yeah, I couldn't do it, man. I just couldn't do it. It's my own downfall, man. Oh my god! All right, so let's do this. Oh my goodness! Let, let's uh, let's catch our breath and come back and hit that schedule. All right, let's do that. And then God knows what we're doing for. for this. <laughs> <laughs> Be wrong, looking laughing at you, man. Uh, <laughs> I love it, man. <laughs> Uh, bro, I'm like, oh, man. I said, you all right, man? I would sit there. I, I would sit there. No, and then, and then the other part was, I, you know, I'd look at the rundown and I'd be like, we're doing. What are we doing? What is this? What is? This? And and these these guys, these producers, these people, it wasn't just it was guys and gals oh. had had been in there all night putting this together, right? And I'm like, this is all wrong. Like it's all wrong. But so he write the whole thing. I'd, I'd have to. I'd sit there. I try to rewrite oh, the whole. Oh, it was crazy. The was whole crazy. two hour oh, show. Yeah. He'd have to write over again. Yeah. And what oh. was I doing? All I was over there doing was ironing my shirt. <laughs> and look at nail rundown. <laughs> Just point at me when you need me, Rob. I got man, you. Y'all got my. Y'all got my side hurt, man. Oh, point yeah. at me when you need me. That's why oh, I love Barrett. Barrett, I would be sweating every detail and Barry be like, we're all right, man. Like, it's all good. I got you, bro. I'm like, I said, bro, I got a story for you. Don't worry yeah. about it, man. I yeah. got you, bro. I got and you. And he would just fail. Oh, it, was like a, it was like a life preserver being thrown out there, man. Oh. I'm like, I'm dra- I'm doggy paddling. Like, <laughs> and Barrett would throw me in out, man. I just, I'd grab onto that thing and he'd pull me into shore, man. Hey, hey, look, there's, it's amazing. We can give outlines to stories. But we can't go into too many defense we, details. We can't name names. What's that? No. That's that old show, uh, Dragnet. Dragnet. Yeah, the names were changed. The yeah. Protect the innocent. We can't name names. Remember that now. Oh <laughs> God, bro! And we were going, and we did that Ooh, show. Man. We did that show probably in the worst Philadelphia sports 
were were in oh, ever. It was the, collectively the four teams were the worst they've ever been in terms oh, of win loss percentage. Hands Not even down. the union were winning. Oh. Now everybody oh. sucked. <laughs> everybody sucked. And every day it would be like, all right, what are we doing? What are we doing now? Oh my goodness! How are we getting through this? Yeah. So, and and then trying to get a guest at, at six o'clock in the morning was not not yeah, easy. Like, not I, easy. I, I remember coming in when you guys were leaving, and the looks on your faces. I, you didn't have to say anything. Sometimes the look on your faces when I was walking in, you guys were leaving. I'd be like, okay, have a yeah, good day, man. gentlemen. Yep. <laughs> okay. oh, but hold yeah. on. So then we so we turn around and um. I got to a point like, look, I got to find a stick somewhere. What are we going to do as far as, you know, getting some oh, hype? So we had yep. Brandon Graham on the show. Yeah, BG. So, so I oh, said, you know yeah, what? Man. So I started this, and it took on a cult following after. I used to come in. Um, he would come in, and I'm like, hey, man, I don't know. I thought D-Gun was your guy. But D-Gun picked lied you guys to lose he again. He lied. And so, he went, so the very next game, as he's walking in and they won the game wrong again, D Gus. Yep. So for like, for like, probably like four months, he's like, Why does he keep saying what, wrong what, what, again? What is he this? Talking about? <laughs> it, it, so it, it, he, he waited a whole year before he told me <laughs> what, what, why Brandon Graham started this. And then I walked down the street, Delaware, Philadelphia. Hey, D Gus, wrong again. <laughs> <laughs> I said no. I picked him to win this week. <laughs> so at, at the year to year, I'm like, I said, "Hey, gun my apologies, man." He's like, "What?" I said, "For the past year, you know, I've been telling, you know, Brandon Brooks that you, you know, you're not Brandon Brooks, Brandon Graham, yeah. that you got that you bet on them to lose every single game. So you bet on them to lose, and that's why he said you wrong again. He's like, you did what?" <laughs> For an entire year, he's been yelling at me because you said it, we're losing. <laughs> oh Rob, Rob, tell you how bad it got. The, fo- now, what, the following year, right. in, 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 in uh, preseason games, near the end of the game, and this is preseason, games yeah, mean yeah. nothing, right? Yeah, yeah. The camera would catch Brandon Graham standing on the bench talking about, where did he go there? Wrong again, d and, and his teammates are like this. What's he talking about? And you, every show, you'd be like, listen, I didn't pick against you. Exactly. And he didn't want to hear it, man. I know you did. You know, and it, hey, man, it, it inspired him to play pretty good football. So, <laughs> dude, oh my goodness. So, whatever it takes. All right. So, catch your breath. We'll come right back. We tell, and we got a lot more stories. Believe me, we haven't even scratched the surface as far as that stuff goes. We'll be giving oh, yeah, that stuff every single day. We'll dive into the schedule, too. Some pretty cool things, some things that could be a little worrisome as well, some trouble spots. But we'll get into all of that in a lot of primetime games. That's for sure. D Gun, B Brooks, Rob Ellis. Jacob Media Sports. of life 
First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on that. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work, building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities with Local 98, visit us, IBEW98.org. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. The glass is for cocktails, right? It's for this, 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 and that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. Hours down, final hour of the program. Sports take the gun, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. Welcome back in, everybody. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Keep smashing that like button, keep it rolling, folks. Appreciate all the comment section, everybody involved. All right, guys, so let's take a look. And Xander, I, I'm going to need that schedule uh, that we used last night uh, during the uh, the shows that we did, the, the release schedule release uh, shows that we did uh, throughout, but uh. If you look at what the Eagles have, yeah, let's go right ahead with that. So here's the schedule, guys. All right. So you, we knew that they were starting off. We got word yesterday they were starting off against the Lions in Detroit. That's uh, September 11th. That'll be a 1 p.m. We already knew as well, week two, Minnesota at home, prime time game, Kirk Cousins and crew coming in here. Here's where it starts to get interesting, right? Uh, week three, the Commanders. And guess who's going to be possibly, unless he gets hurt, quarterbacking that team at that point. Oh, yeah. Our guy Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz back in town. All right, all right. Um, So so before we go any further, I mean, first game, I'm going – I think Detroit is going to – you know, they're going to lay down and and, and we're going to bury them. Um, We beat them 44-6 to last year, had over 230 yards rushing on them. Eagles are Um, four, four and a half point uh, favorites. Yeah, they they got Aiden Hutchinson now, man. I know, but still though, it, it'll be, <laughs> it'll be, you know, he'll be going against big, you know, the big Australian giant. My ladder. You know, so I'm gonna go. I'm, I'm gonna say that's a win. Then um, Kirk Cousins is gonna do Kirk Cousins things, and they're gonna win. They're gonna win a close game. Bad in prime time games, FYI. Mm-hmm. So now we get to week three, and I hate to do it to us, but um, Carson Wentz at home against this Eagles team. 
I don't know what it is when we go up to Washington. We've lost the last three games at Washington. I know the last – well, last year we lost the first game against them. I think – didn't we lose to them last year? I mean, the year before last at Washington? Mm. I think they won the year uh, the year before. I'd have to go back and look. I don't well, know. Well, whatever. I, 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 did, I do have this as the last – I mean, a, a loss for the um, – you know, for the Eagles. I think they rallied behind uh, Carson Wentz. And they run the ball. They don't use him at all. <laughs> and they play sound defense. <clears throat> He'll have twelve attempts throwing. Yeah, yeah. You know, so they'll they'll win in spite of him. So I think that's the first loss. Um, oh, so you think the Eagles me. lose that game? Yeah. It, okay, one and two. The at Commanders that point. at home. I mean, two and one, two and one at that point. Yep. Right. So two and one. Then they go with the Jaguars. Dougie P. In the link, he's gonna pass by his uh his statue in the front. And as he goes up, he's going to get a standing ovation from <laughs> Eagles fans. Standing ovation. But then once that gun goes off and they and, and they start that game, they are going to beat the hell out of the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> they I, don't, be, I, don't, I don't know. Me. I don't know. They're going to beat I, them like they stole something. I agree. That, I, I agree. I think they beat Jacksonville. But did you see all the pieces Jacksonville has added to that team? They can't change that culture that fast, man. They, I don't know, they just B. had. I mean, I I Doug Dougie, man, he's he's a great coach, man. But you cannot change a culture that fast. They it's added a, pieces. I don't up. love. I don't love the pieces necessarily. They added. Hold right, up, right. Hold up, Barrett. You say can't change the culture. Doug Peterson changed the culture in one year. Went from six and ten and won a Super Bowl the next year. They're only three I'm games into it, Doug. I mean, uh, uh, Derek. I'm just saying, Dougie's only three games into it. I get it, but I, I get it, man. You know, but maybe that's what they need. I mean, look who was the coach last year. Them dudes probably quit on Urban Myers, man. They didn't want to play for him. Well, I know. That's what I'm saying. That same culture is still there. Uh, well, I don't know because, Barrett, as you know, and, and I, players talk about this all the time, you flash that ring in front of them, what does Doug Peterson have? Gentlemen, if you listen to me, I can show you the formula how to get to the promise. Absolutely. I'm not saying, I'm not saying Jacksonville is going to win the Super Bowl next year. Absolutely. That's motivation right there, brother. You know what I I'm know, saying? man, but they still don't have enough. I agree, yeah. Okay. I think it's going to be an entertaining so, game. It's going to be a very entertaining game, and, and the Eagles are going to beat the tar out of them. Okay. So All they right. win that one. Then right. they fly out. Arizona. Yep. And this is where it gets a little dicey again. Yeah. Th this portion start is a little challenging. So I, I, I say that they're going to – Lose to the Cardinals. I think that um, I think that um, they get their receiver back. I mean, he he goes and he um, he gets DeAndre Hopkins. Game. Yeah, yep. he gets from a six game suspension to a four game suspension. Mm -hmm. That'll be his first game back um, on the field, home against the Eagles. D Hop goes out and balls out of control, but they got a good running game, and I think that's why they win the game. So they I'd lose. rather catch them later, too, because they usually collapse later under Kingsbury. Right, You're getting right. them at the wrong time. Right, exactly. So at this point, I'll say they're three and two. But then, Monday night, Dallas in the link. Here. Yep. And this is where I think the Eagles establish themselves as the Kings Sunday night, of the way. division. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm sorry, Sunday night. Yeah. Yep. Kings of the division. Okay. Sunday night, underneath the lights. They've had a Dallas. lot of problems with the Cowboys lately. And I like where, it. This is where they take hold, and, and now they've come into fruition. They're the beast in the East. Okay. And they beat this Cowboys team. All right. All right. I like that. Then you get a bye week, week seven. 
little early. I would I would have preferred it maybe two weeks later. Me a too. A little bit early. Me too. Me too. Not not terrible. Not terrible there. Um, and then you come home, Barrett, to a Steelers team that you know we're used to seeing Big Ben there, and now it's likely Mitch Trubisky, unless Cody Pickett's or Kenny Pickett's taking the uh, taking his gig by that point. But that's it's going to be a much different looking Steelers team. That's for sure. right. Well, you got Trubisky and Pickett, and I think this is you know you know they starting to get all right. We're going to start Pickett now. They're going to start Trubisky now. So I think that's where they start you know start to clash as far as you know who's going to be the starter. And I think they win this game against the Steelers. Okay. Interstate grudge match. You know, Mike yep. Tomlin's team's always physical team. That's going to be a good game. That is. They're going to run I, the I, ball. Well, you, you know they're going to defend, man. You know, Harris yeah. is a good running back. Um, but I, I still think they take this um, Steelers game. Okay. All right. And then they go out to Houston. That's a <clears throat> Thursday night game. So that's against gotta, Lubby. Against Lovey. Who? Yeah. Who? That's a. You got a tight turnaround there, obviously. And it's it's you, the records for road teams on Thursday night football are not great, even though that's a bad team. Well, Man, it is a bad they, team, though. If they played Houston the day after Pittsburgh, they're gonna beat Houston like a drum. They'll <laughs> <laughs> be they gonna be Houston. I love Lovey Smith. I mean, Lovey Smith Lovey's is a no guy. nonsense. He's a no nonsense coach. Uh, nonsense coach. Um, they'll play for Lovey, but they don't have enough, man. They got to real rebuild that thing from the bottom up, man. Yeah, so uh, that's a that's a win. Th- this is a soft first ten games. I'm telling first you, 10 man. Weeks, man. But yes, I I I hear you. Then week ten home, the commies. The commies come here. Carson and the commies come here. <laughs> the commies. <laughs> Woo! But you, you, Gunner, you're coming off eleven days off. Yeah. From Thursday yeah. night to Monday yeah. night, they are going to beat. Carson to sleep. He's gonna have to pass by that statue in the front of the link. He's gonna be all pissed off and try to win the game himself. He's gonna hold the ball. They're gonna beat him up. They're gonna beat him up bad too. It's gonna be a long day for Carson that game. So is this? Oh a, man, this is a, this is a retribution game, man. They're gonna beat up on him, man, and they beat this 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 Commanders team really really bad, man. Okay. It puts right. a night game oh, too. Oh my goodness. Yes. Yeah. Monday so, night. Yeah. Yeah. But they- now now they get into Murderer's Row. This oh, is yeah. this is where oh, yeah. to me it's the most difficult stretch right here. But yep. yeah, for sure they go to another old friend, Frank Reich, and the Colts yeah. got Ryan yeah. now at the helm. I look at that team, and uh, you know Carson basically messed that up because I think they're going to be good again. I yeah, do. Indianapolis Ryan's with a ball. Yeah, I agree. Indianapolis had a really good defense. They had yep. one of the better offensive lines in the game last yep. year. They had a great and the best running back in the game last year. Um, and they had decent tight ends. All they needed was a quarterback. And Matt Ryan, you know, Matt Ryan is always his label has always been he can't win the big game, you know. But he's in a great situation, man. And Indiana, I think Indiana, Indianapolis is going to be rugged, especially in their backyard. Oh yeah, that's going to be a rugged game. Man. Yeah, but they no. got. I mean, they got a um, phenomenal got a running game. Line. Yeah. Great running oh, yeah. game. Yeah, you know, great running back defense. Darius Leonard. They just went out and got um, uh, the cornerback from from. That was in New England. Now he's he went to uh Gilmore. Yeah, Stephon Gilmore. He was in he was with the Panthers. Now they got him um holding down for, oh, yeah. for what's his name? Rocky Scene, former yeah, Temple, Temple guy. Kid. Yeah, Temple kid. yeah he, he he was uh he was starting there. They just he sent him to I think um the Chargers. Mm-hmm. So they just signed a challenge with the Chargers nice. or the Raiders, yeah. one of the two. Yeah. Well, either way it goes. They yeah. got Stephon Gilmore. I think this is a loss for him, man. And this is gonna be a um, this is gonna be a murderous roll losses. You know what I mean? I think then they go play the Packers. At least Sunday they got him at home. Yeah, Sunday night, right? At home. Um, it, it, I mean, even with 
A Rod losing his ultimate weapon. I mean, he still has some weapons there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That Sarge, running game. Ooh. Aaron, Aaron was his name. Aaron. Um, Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones is still there. Yeah. Plus, they got the kid from North Dakota State. Six oh, foot yeah. five. Watson. Six five. Watson, uh, Christian, Christian Watson. Watson ran a four three five at a combine. Three, yeah. And then they brought in Sammy Watkins, whose better days are behind him, but he's a decent situational player. Exactly. Yeah, if he can stay healthy, you know? he'll help you. But he's and then, then they drafted another receiver two rounds later who runs a 4-4. Right. Mm-hmm. So, and, I, and like I've said, Green Bay, for the last 25 years, they do one thing consistently well. They will find that receiver in the third, fourth, fifth, sixth round and turn him into Pro Bowl caliber receivers. Turn him into a Jordy Nelson. Yes. Or Randall Jordy Cobb. Ne- or Randall Cobb. Uh, uh, what was his name? Donald Driver. Donald Driver, yeah. Uh, who was the other one who left there on bad terms, went to Minneapolis, who was uh, a good receiver for him? Oh, that's Greg, right. Greg that's Jennings. Right. Greg Jennings. Jennings yeah. yeah, Greg Jennings, yeah. Um, so that's going to be an issue. Aaron Rodgers is going to come in and slinging it. You yep. know, primetime game, you know he's going to be slinging it. Yeah, nah, listen, I'm with you. I'm with you. All right, so after that, after the uh, the pack, doesn't get any easier, but at least it's home. Titans. Yeah. Ooh. There go that Eric man. There go that man game. across the street. That but man. We know. We know what the overriding <laughs> yeah, theme is going to be in that game. AJ, AJ Brown, Brown against his old team. Right. Yep. Right. What did right. What did he say? I wanted to stay. They didn't want to pay me. You know he's going to be fired up for that game. Yeah, man. Yeah. If, I think he, he's if he's healthy. Time if game. he's healthy. I, I still. I still yeah. don't have much faith in um, in in. The Eagles winning that game, though. So, to me, that's three losses right. for me. I okay. think they lose week 11, 12, and 13 mm. to the Colts, Packers, and Titans. So, then, they'll have they'll have three straight losses. Three yeah. straight losses. Whoa, yeah. man. That's going to be yeah. panic time for the city. Here's the challenge after that, though. The teams aren't great, but you go on the road for three straight, which is never yeah. in the NFL. Giants, Bears, and then Christmas Eve, which is a Saturday. A short week. Yeah, at Dallas. Yeah. So, so – yeah. Where, where, are you, where are you looking at this back? I, I think the Giants, they'll beat up on the Giants. They still got Jones at quarterback. Yep. You know, or, or Tyrod Taylor. It doesn't matter which one they have there. They're, they're going to lose, uh, even in their house. Um, the Bears are just – they're just a wreck. They're a train wreck, man. They don't know the what Bears. they want to do. Yep, exactly. <laughs> so, they, I think they'll win that game. But then, Christmas Eve. Oh, uh, man. Boy. Oh, Down boy. in Dallas. At oh, Dallas. boy. Down in Dallas. Mm. Hey, that game could be for the divisional title. Yeah. Yeah, very well could. It, it very well could. I mean, at that point, you, you're going to have two games left out of that game, yep. Yep. which it could be decided by then. Yeah, for I'm sure. I'm telling I mean, you. It's well, not out of the question. I think I think this is a loss. I think they split with the Cowboys. Okay. So, that means they're splitting with the Cowboys. No, they lost four out of five of their last games, Barrett, at that point, with right. the only win being the Giants. Yeah, I think, and um, I think that they'll also lose to the Saints. See, you think you're going to lose at home to the Saints with Jameis yeah. Winston? Hold yeah. up now. You know what? It's weird that you said that because Jameis Winston, you know, he, he was coming off that season uh, where he was he joined the 30-30 club, you know, when he was in Tampa yep. the previous year. He but goes down at 5,000 yards, though. Yeah, yeah. But he goes down and plays for Sean Payton. And Jameis Winston came out. And that team was balling last yes. year until he got hurt. Yep. Okay. Now, the defensive coordinator's taking over for the Saints and Sean Payton bowed out. You know, when I look at when I look at this Greg Saints Roman. team, no, not Greg Roman. Dennis uh, Allen. Dennis, Dennis Allen, Allen, sorry, Dennis Allen. Sorry. Uh I look at the Saints team. This defense is loaded, man. Mm-hmm. You got you got 
Tyron Matthew, Marshawn Lattimore on the back end. You got Zach Bond at linebacker. You got Marcus Davenport. You got Cameron Jordan. So um, you know what I'm saying? It, I, that that's gonna be a knockdown drag out. It's fight. an excellent defense. They're yeah, a really yeah. good defense. I, I just really I, good defense. I wonder without Peyton being there, without Peyton's influence, what Jameis Winston looks like. It, I feel like Michael yeah. Thomas doesn't want to be there. He's got like one foot out the door. Mm. Still have Kamara, you know, yeah. but yeah. I think I think they're going to be interesting to see what happens on the offensive side, not the defensive side. I mean, good you got, defensive. You got Kamara, you got Mark Ingram backing them up. Yep. Michael Thomas, Traquan Smith, um, this kid named Marcus Callaway, who's decent receiver. Yeah. Pennington, you know, uh, they, they drafted Pennington um, from from in the draft. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I like the Eagles home in that game. I like them at home. That's a well, tough they, game to pick. That's a tough one. Yeah. But even still, you know, they win the last game against the Giants, and that still puts them at a record of eleven to six. Yeah, double digit I, wins. I think that's fair. I mean, they were I nine and seven last year. Um, nine and eight. Nine I'm eight. sorry, nine and eight. Yep. You, can yep. can you improve two games with this roster with an upgrade? And and by the way, the the roster, excuse me, the schedule is the third easiest. Okay, with a with a yep. opponent's four sixty four win percentage. Right, and and they have a. Uh, they're they're twenty fourth, which means you know they're in the bottom six, whatever, in terms of travel miles. Like it's not a really grueling travel schedule either, for whatever that's worth. I know we're getting in the weeds a little bit, but but yeah. I think these things set up, you know, pretty well. I mean, they start the season with four straight losing teams. Yeah, from last year. I, I mean, I think it's a very favorable schedule. Obviously, the, the NFL is anticipating them being a good team. They have five primetime games: two Monday night, two Sunday, and a Thursday. Plus, they have, what, the 30th-ranked schedule? Eagles have the 30th-ranked schedule, something like that? 29th. 29th-ranked schedule? So everything's playing in their favor. Yeah, 30 I think, think, uh, like B said, I think uh, they'll beat Detroit, but I think that game will be closer than we're anticipating, only because it's the first game of the season. Yeah. Yeah. Detroit has new coach. Um, They've added some pieces. Uh, The battle cry will be, we got embarrassed by this team last year. And as we all know, the first game, every team across the board, the first game of the season is always a little bit more raggedy, mm-hmm. you know, because, you know, they're still finding their way. They're finding their identity in a lot of ways. And I think it's going to be a little bit closer, you know, like outside, we, we talked about it yesterday, outside of, uh, on a special last night, outside of that beatdown the Eagles put on them last year, Detroit was in a lot of games until the end. Yeah, they play yeah, a lot of them. Yeah. If you if you were if again if you were betting Detroit last yeah, year, man. and I and I sided with them a lot on our TV show, Derek. They won a lot. They covered yeah. a lot. Which yeah, they did. Bring, they, yeah. and they lost on some fluky stuff. Like yes, they did sixty some odd yard field, field goal. goal. Yeah, you know all kinds of weird stuff, man. They just need to kind of learn how to win. Yep. I think Campbell's actually for as much as people mocked him, I think he's got them going in the right direction. Yeah, they yeah. definitely do. He yeah. definitely he need to get a new defensive coordinator. He got a new defensive coordinator, but other mm-hmm. than that, um, I you know they're talented, man. They're talented. They got the kid Swift from from Philly. Philly yeah, DeAndre, DeAndre yeah. Swift. Yeah. yeah, from Georgia. He me, he, but they they have the pieces. That offensive line, Big V is balling up there, man. Yeah, he is. Isn't that he's something? Guard. Yeah, he's playing guard, but he's balling up there. Yeah, um, but, I, but, but but all in all, it is a favorable schedule. Let, let's it be is. Honest. It is. Well, if I was going from my homer eyes, you know, of course I say. I mean, if I'm just being the constant homer that I am, seventeen and L. Of course, you know, <laughs> of course. I mean, just like you know, I was trying to be very diplomatic in how I approached this Commanders game, or the commie, as you call it, commie game. You know, just because I couldn't say they're going to rip off five straight games with wins. You know what I mean? It's just it'll be too much of a homer 
ism for me, you know, so I couldn't do that. So I had to figure out where would I stick the first loss. And I just think that defense for the commanders is just so good. Man. Yeah, they are. yeah. Up front, you know, they got the rookie back, you know, he, he you know, he's back now. Chase is back. Chase Young is back now. He's healthy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, so you him them, and, and Montez Sweat. You know, Montez Sweat ran a four four or four yeah, three at the combine. This kid can play, man. They got those boys play. from Alabama in the trenches. Yeah, man. So you man. know that gonna be good. Then did, what's that? Uh Jamon J- J- um the linebacker from Kentucky mm-hmm. last year, the first round. Yeah. Oh yeah. So they got the pieces, man. You know, good coach. They got everything, man. So that's why I said, you know, that'll be the first because just because of Carson Wentz. And he's not going to win it for him. I think that running game that they have with Gibson and um, they got to, you know, they shirt up the offensive line a little bit. Yep. I think that'll put you in a position where they, you know, they could win though, but I, I, they're going to split with the, with the, with the Eagles. So that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I think Jacksonville, they don't have a snowball's chance, but the Cardinals, man, it's going to be tough. The Cardinals, this kid, I, I don't think they get a deal done. And I think he's coming to camp. You know, he's just, the war of attrition is not going to be on his, in his favor. He's not going to be able to wait out this, this, uh, this Cardinals team. And he's going to have to come in. They're not going to, um, they're not going to sit back and allow him to force him into making a contract. When this kid here, he gave up on his team at the end of the season, man, straight gave up on him. Yeah. Didn't he want to yeah. finish? You know, you can't have that much faith in a guy that gave up on you when you're out there battling. He, he literally gave up, mm-hmm. literally gave up. Didn't want to press the envelope. You know, those guys are looking at him crazy right now. You want a new contract and you gave up on us? Come yeah. on, man. No, I hear Come you. Come on, I man. hear you. All right, so a couple things just to kind of jump around a little bit. Uh, the Sixers are holding their, their end-of-season press conference now. Yeah. And Daryl Morey's right there with Doc Rivers. So if anybody thought Doc Rivers was going anywhere, Doc Rivers isn't going anywhere, um, you know, essentially. Told and, you. What, what, <laughs> what, did, what did Morey say? Yeah, basically, we just need we need we need to add toughness. You know, we're sick that we're sitting here right now having this conversation, uh, but basically, we need to add toughness, and, and that, that's one of the things he you know he keeps the echo. It's a sentiment he keeps echoing is is toughness, toughness, toughness. But how much can you add though? How much can Jimmy you really buckets? Oh, yeah. man, Jimmy yeah. buckets ain't coming back here, man. No, I'm just saying Jimmy Butler yeah. showed them what they needed to do. Yeah, Doc, I, Doc Rivers said you have to be willing to fall off the mountain sometimes and start climbing again. Ooh, that's profound. Give that's me a profound statement. Look, you know, give me three PJ Tuckers. Yeah, Drew Holiday's PJ Tuckers. I'm with you. I'm with you. you, need, uh, you do Marcus need Smart. Yeah, know, I want those type like of that. tough guy. They aren't necessarily going to shoot the lights out, but they're going to give you that tough, not just defensive toughness. But just tough as like, don't come in my yard. Well, let me let yeah. me give you something yeah. else here. Uh, again, things we're wondering about James Harden uh, from Daryl Morey. Quote: We think with a full year of James, we can unlock what he brings. No. <laughs> no. How about no. this? How about let's padlock no. it and not unlock anything? Okay. <laughs> can we do that? Peg leg coming can back. We, can we put the bolt on it? Can we do that too? <laughs> So uh, I know you just irritated now, aren't you? Man? Everything have, Rob did not want to hear. He's sitting yeah, down. I, I, I had seconds. calmed down, like I had calmed down from the beginning of the show when I was fired up. Now I'm fired back. Like he just lit a match, and I'm, I'm like, I'm in flames. I'm that gif of that guy walking in flames. Like I'm right. that. 
Rob's gonna, have a, hey, Rob's gonna have a T-shirt on for the rest of the summer. Free James Harden. I mean, so this is gonna look different. How <laughs> Doc's back, Harden's back, everybody's back. See, like, I told you that this team is not changing from what they have right now. Oh, God. I mean, what they're 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 honestly saying is toughness is the reason why they didn't win. Yeah. So how are you gonna get this toughness? You, or I guess you go and uh, I mean, what do you do? Water you water them. Water them or something to make them tougher. I mean, what do you do? How do you make these guys? How do you make a player tougher? Right now, you know, what do you do? He's making toughness. If you're you're tough, you're tough. Period. Like, like he basically said, I don't think, I don't think a bead was ever right with the thumb or the face. We can't forget that. Don't, don't do that. Don't, don't make this. Look at he's fired up now. Look at him. Just don't. And and and, and he said at one point, let's applaud the young guys. I'm not applauding anything. You just got your ass handed to you, dude. I'm not applauding anything. There he goes. Oh, Rob, 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 he ain't care about what you talk about, Rob. He gonna bring back, he gonna, he said, let's run it again. You know run what? It I, again. When B-Doc was on, I had all kinds of perspective <laughs> on life and I just lost it all. It all just went out the window. I I, I mean, what are we doing here? Well, right. Rob, oh, Rob, I want, you, I want you to take a moment, put your hand on the, on your computer. Just lay your hand on the computer. All right, it's there. And let the positive vibes flow through. And find your find your peaceful spot, Rob. My oh, be gone, be gone, damn that. They're wow. running it back again now. Rob, they're running it back again. <laughs> they're running it back. And and, and and Harden's gonna still be have the same hamstring he has right now. He didn't even go he going to the strip club. He ain't going to the to the to the you know to the bathtub, the ice tub, or or any kind of tub. He's going to the strip club. He's going to the hot. He's going to the hot tub with some uh, with with uh, Mercedes and uh, so, some of the uh, some Mercedes. Of the Mercedes. Other, some, of other, Mercedes. some of the other dancers. Yeah. 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 At the I had Rob calm down too. No, I don't want to calm Champagne down right now. Room is, is where he's headed. Look, Rob's oh, face. God. Rob's face is as red as that banner behind him, man. He's I'm pissed. telling you, man. He's pissed. He's pissed. This is not what. Like, just own it. Don't give me excuses today. Well, Rob, come on. Um, Rob, we, we just need to find a way to get tougher. I like the guys we have here. I think oh. we have the core group of guys that we need to go forward. You give me one more year with Harding going out there and, and him giving his all like he gave this year. Like he gave this year. He gave you what we needed this year. He just didn't play tough enough. Maury says he's excited about what James Harden can bring. Said the Sixers played well at times. At times. Well, they did okay. play well at times. How did you play in games five and six when it mattered the most? Well, I played games three and four with decent games. Do I need to repeat James Harden in the second half? Do we need to go over this Go again? to the notebook, Rob. Go to Let's the notebook. Let's do it. 22 minutes, 52 seconds, no points, two shots, three turnovers. Whoop the damn do. His his last bucket came at 331 of the second quarter. You're not helping me, Derek. You're the right. best, look, man, one you, of the I, best shooters ever. He didn't even take free down. throws. Hey, look, did he take had, free throws, Rob? I had he Rob didn't take com- free throws, did he? I had Rob calm down until Barry stirred the pot. <laughs> He, he was asked directly if Doc Rivers will be back. Yes. So Doc Rivers is coming back. He and, did say yes. He came out and said yes. yes. Yes, he said yes. I told yep. you that. He Barry thought he did, did a good that. job. Yes. Unbelievable. Hey, Barry, he hey, hey, Doc told us last night, I thought I did a terrific job. He Doc said before he got here, here, He what did he say? He said before I got here, people didn't think we were going to be anything. And we got him to the playoffs two years in a row. Well, you know what? You can't argue with that. What get other nonsense that is. Like there weren't any expectations. I'm, I'm trying to be positive team, here. But that's why they fired Brett Brown. There were expectations. Okay. He acts like he came into some, some like expansion team. 
you know, like, oh my God, I don't even know who these guys are. You have Joel Embiid. You have you have huge name players. Rob, who are you to question what Hardings can do for this team? It's what you can do for Harding. That's what it is. This is unbelievable. It's Harding unbelievable. is Harding is your guy. Doc no, Rivers I, is your guy. It's unbelievable. Just yeah. take. I, I, I am lobster red. Okay, <laughs> we should all be lobster red. Hey, forget about basketball. I want to know how Rob knows about who Mercedes is. Mercedes is. <laughs> Please welcome to the stage. <laughs> They got, what... they got a great state. They got a great state. Try the buffet. Oh, All right. <laughs> so we come back up further angered by Put some of the hand... things that the Sixers organization are saying. Put your hand on the computer, Rob. Let the vibes flow through. He's back. Find your peaceful spot. Doc right. Rivers is back. Doc Rivers and, is and back. And your boy Doc Rivers is coming back, and he's bringing peg leg hard with him. And he's going to sign hard to a three-year extension. <laughs> They're just going to magically get tougher. And, and be more of a complete team. Forty-six million a year, <laughs> three years. That's what's next. That's what's next. I told you guys, it's going to be he's opting in, and they're going to give him a three-year extension at about thirty-five million a year, guaranteed, guaranteed. I'm telling you, hey, over a hey, hundred million for the three years. Hey Rob, not to add to your misery, but you know, I saw this also. Somebody put out there on Twitter said, "Uh, it's been ten years since Doc has made it past the second round. In that time span, he's coached." Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Joel, and Harden. Did that make you feel any better? No. So here's what happened. So he basically. <laughs> Look at this comment. <laughs> yeah. He basically lucked out, okay, with three Hall of Famers in who, who were in two guys. All guys were kind of at the end of their career who knew we had to win it now in Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen, and, and Paul Pierce. And that he has ridden those coattails ever since. Ever since he's ridden those coattails. So he hadn't – you might have just said this, Derek. He hasn't won a game six in the postseason since 2012, and he's right. lost five straight. Right. Okay? I mean, this is what we're talking about. And Daryl Morey's sitting up there like, yeah, everything's fine. Nothing's fine. Nothing to see here, Rob. Nothing he here. said, he to said we here, just Rob. need to get tougher and we need to add some pieces. Well, that's Rob, being honest. Nothing to see here. He's I being honest, it. isn't he, Rob? Just, no, he's not. Rob. He's being dishonest. He's, he's being, being honest. Intellectually he said, we need, to get, he said we need to get tougher and we need to add some pieces. That's everything that we've talked about. It, it, every- it, 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 this is insulting. <laughs> it's insul- I'm insulted. You're going to take it. You're going to take this. You're going to take me sign him to a three-year extension. You're going to take that Embiid will not have the yin to his yang. You're going to take this. And we're going to take turn around and let Tim Harris do what he, I mean, uh, let Harris do what he wants to do. Tobias Harris is still going to be that guy that we saw in in in, in you know at the, in the playoffs. He's going to be that guy now. Take right. that and accept it. I need to lay down uh, for a second, okay? <laughs> And we, we, we're not done. We will be back. I'll be back. I just need to regroup. Tobias Harris. I need, like, I need like an IV at this point. I need something just to get through. But we'll be back uh, as these two keep James torturing Harden. me. We're not done. Maybe we are done. I don't know. We'll be back. <laughs> Derek on Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis, Sports Take, Jacob Sports Media.
field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on action. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities with Local 98, visit us, ibew98.org. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. The glass is for cocktails, right? It's for this, 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 and that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rim... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. My moment today. Back. I, 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 I hear your that Brian Dawkins gave a little bit earlier in the show, and I'm here. Sports take. Hi, everybody. Hi, Derek. Hey, Rob. Uh, just want you to know this. This is interesting. I'm not trying to fuel your fire. Yes, you are. But <laughs> the the Orlando Magic have been to more NBA Finals than the 76ers since 2001, See, which is one. Now you're not helping. Okay, you're not being productive. Okay. Well, this is uh, here's now. I don't know how telling this is, but according to Doc Rivers, breaking news. <laughs> you didn't read that. Put that back up there. Yeah. Put that back up. Yeah, breaking news. Uh. Breaking news. <laughs> <laughs> just went into witness protection following yep. news of James Harden signs a four-year, two hundred fifty million dollar contract. Million dollars. <laughs> it might happen. I might have to go in somewhere. Okay, so uh, how do you how do you guys respond to this? Uh, this is from ninety-seven point five. The fanatic uh, quoting Doc Rivers. Uh, there is nothing holding his thumb. His thumb literally just bends back when he tries to pass. And then you get to the face. When your best player isn't right, it's tough. How, How do you my, respond to that? So my response is to that. He still played okay. I didn't think he played well. Okay. He played all right last night. What's the excuse for everybody else? What's the excuse for Harden? What's the excuse for the rest of the team that didn't show up? What's the excuse for the coach who had no answers, who had no adjustments throughout? Rob, Rob, I, I think you're just a little too negative right now. I'm not feeling your vibe right now, Rob. Um, I'm feeling very uncomfortable with this segment in the show right now. You um, know, here's what the other excuse they're making, guys. 
<laughs> we knew we were going to be short when we traded for Harden. This was done for the long term. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> okay? Rob, 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 Rob. Tell Rob. that to the fans who paid all that money to go watch you play and lay down to Miami last night. Rob, Rob, Rob. <laughs> you knew what you were getting when you signed Harden. What is this M.O.? Oh. Terrible in the playoffs. Yeah. All right. So, so if he fulfilled what his self fulfilling prophecy has always been, who are we to think that he's going to change? Are we being unfair to him with the expectation yeah. yes. that he's going to be changed what he is? Look, right. I think you, I, honestly, I think what you're saying is fair. Like we all sort of kidded ourselves and hoped that this guy was at the end of his, towards the end of his career. And this, it would be a priority to do everything you can to win one before mm-hmm. your career ends. And I'm not sure that that's a gigantic priority for James Harden. I think he likes being an NBA player, making all that money and, and, and putting up numbers and all that. But you I don't know if he's in the club. Exactly. Club. Yeah. Um, I, I don't I, know I, if he's got, willing to go to the net. Like some guys are, man. He, he I, wants to be 50 cent. I'm not, right. I'm not, I'm not here to make excuses for the Sixers organization, but correct me if I'm wrong. Shortly after they made the trade for Harden, I don't know if it was Maury or Doc Rivers, but somebody in the organization said basically, and I'm paraphrasing, you know, we may not win the title this year, but this move is for the long run. I believe somebody said that in the organization. So if they did say that, they didn't lie to you. They're telling you the truth. Mm -hmm. We may not win it this year. They probably knew back when they made the trade. We may not have the pieces to compete with the better teams in the East, but this is for the long haul. You know, this is for the long term. So, Rob, to be fair, they really didn't lie to us. Nope. Okay, so the quote from Maury on Doc Rivers. I just think he's a great coach, and I love working with him. I think Uh Elton and Uh I – yeah, I think Elton and I and him make a great team, and we're going to see where this journey takes us. So, Daryl Maury is sitting there taking a victory lap after two of the most embarrassing games I've seen from this team. That's that's essentially what this is. And they're trying to BS everybody that they're going to improve this team with like mid-level exception contracts. Okay. Well, okay. I, I, with me, I can't get past what he said when he said we need to get tougher. How do you get tougher as an organization? How do you get tougher as a player if you're not already tough? You got to bring you some shouldn't be bowl. told. Yeah, you yeah. shouldn't you shouldn't be told to be tough. That's something that's innate in you. Agree. And whether you're tough or not. You know what I'm saying? Like Shake Amen. Milton, Shake Milton's tough. He's gonna go out there and give you his all because he understands that he has to maximize his money making potential while it's there. He understands he can't take a playoff. Maxie at this point, same way. Other guys just don't have it in them to go out there and play as tough as they should, night in and night out. If it's not in your chemical makeup, it's not in your DNA, then it's not what you, you know, not what you're gonna do. You can't learn this over one offseason. Yes. You can't. Hey, Rob, what do you think about this? James is a great player. He has the ability to score, pass. We are excited to have him. I think Doc is a great coach who's interested in winning, and I learned from him, me and Elton. I mean, everything's so great. Why are you not getting past the second round? If everybody's so great. every Hey, Derek, you, you, this sounds like if, you, if we didn't know any better, it sounds like a team that's sitting there after they just won the championship, right? Everybody's great. The coach is great. Harden's great. Everything's great. It's all good. Rob, the organization Dad told us. That is great. He gave us some, some chocolate cake. cake. <laughs> Rob, Rob, the organization told us that we may not win it this year, but for the long haul, this is 
This is good for the organization. Stop. So they didn't lie to you, Rob. You got it. <sighs> they didn't lie to you. I just, I didn't decide. I tried to bring Rob back in. Bear, Bear's the one that put the. Put the I think you're put putting weights. I think there. you're putting like weights around my ankle as you push me over, <laughs> over the cliff. I think it's kind of what's happening right now. This is something. I just, I, like I said, man. Um, you no, know, being very realistic about the situation, man. I, if you, if you can't accept what you need to be, and you're accepting where you are. Do you're never going to get to where you need to be. Yeah. If you keep making mis- excuses for the mistakes that you made, how do you get better as an organization? How do you get better as a player? How do you get better as a team? No, that's I, I listen. True. I, I agree, True. man. Profound it feels, statement. It feels to me like the off season. It's already started, but the spin's going to be Harden wasn't fully healthy with the hamstring, and Bead wasn't fully healthy with the thumb. I'll give you that. I'll uh, give you that. Right. And, and I'll give you that. If this group has a, has an entire season to work together, everything's going to be fine. I mean, that's what right. it feels like they're trying so to Rob, tell us. You say that, Rob. Where did toughness enter into that equation you're talking about? I still don't know how you become tough. That's yeah. why I said you need guys like P.J. Tucker. Yes. Guys Amen. that are tough. That's you true. know what I'm saying? Jimmy Butler was tough. You need some dogs. Yes. I, yeah, they yes. don't have those guys. I you can't get the- back. I, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you, but I just, I just have to interject. I can't get over the fact that Miami is not one of the biggest teams in the league. They have eight undrafted players on their roster. And for the second time in three years, they're heading to the conference finals. Mm -hmm. It's a mindset. It starts with the coach and you pick, you pick certain players uh, like Adebayo and Butler to be your spokesman to your players. And they step in line and they follow suit. Same thing with the 2017 Eagles. You know, they had leaders on that team. They set yep. a standard, and everybody, no matter who felt, think about the quality of players that Eagles team in 17 lost and still won the Super Bowl against the evil empire. Of all teams, they beat the evil empire with a backup quarterback and a patched-up team. Well they said. lost a future Hall of Famer, okay, in Jason Peters. They lost one of the greatest utility men in the history of the game in Darren Sproles. They had players dropping by the wayside. They still found a way to rally and win it. Miami. They're playing with dudes you don't even draft. They pick them up off the waiver wire. They're in the conference finals for the second time in three years. Yep. It starts with the coach. Yep. I don't like seeing a head coach two games in a row pleading with players to play hard. To me, that tells me they tuned him out. Yeah, and, and look, I can only I can only hope, and, and we're doing this live, so I'm not listening to all every you know ounce of context that in which it's being said. I can only hope that this is typical GM speak where he's just feeding us a line of bull and he really knows that like significant changes are needed. It it doesn't feel that way because he's obsessed with James Harden. Okay. He loves James Harden, but, and obviously doc's coming back, but there better be significant changes made to this team where they bring in those type of, those type of guys who have that mentality that they would rather die than not win. And they don't have that. They don't have that on this team. They have a bunch of soft guys who are content. Like I think Joel gave it everything he had, uh, he's out there with a lot, with a really difficult lot. It was, it was very difficult what he went through. I have, I can't find any rationalization for anybody else. How are you, how are you going to make significant changes when you are strapped? You have him be big number, harden a bigger number. Okay. Um, you know, Harris. Tobias Harris, Tobias, you got a big number. Um, Tyree Maxey is a player of the present and the future for this team. 
outside of those four, how are you going to make significant changes? Changes need to be made. I yeah. agree with you 100%. Significant changes? I don't know if they can make significant changes. And let's face it, in some cases, if they can find just that one player that comes in here and is willing to take the bull by the horns and not be afraid to get in people's faces, including James Harden and Joel B when needed, that could change the complete culture around like that. But who is that player? Who's that one player out there that could do that? I don't have the answer. I, you know, I don't. And I don't know if they're going to have the money to be able to get said player. That's the other part of it, right? I mean, if you're as cap-strapped as they appear to be, yeah, obviously, right. if you're right. a crafty you know, architect of a team like Maury is supposedly, you should be able to move some money around. But they're they're no. going to have to get creative, man. I keep telling you guys, man, that they don't have – where are they going to get this player from? I mean, what type of player are they going to go out there and get? I know. We still need a shooter. Yeah. But we also need a tough guy. Yeah. But we don't have a – there's not a green out there that we can use. You know what I'm saying? You know, let green is that guy. He's the tough guy, and he can shoot. But we don't I – mean, those don't just fall off trees, man. They come a dime a dozen. Well, look at the teams that are left, right? Almost every one of them have that – that dude we're talking about yes. Draymond, Draymond Green, right. yes, Green, right. yes, Tucker, Smart, whatever. I mean, Dawson, so th- yeah. there, there's a bunch of these guys. Yeah, I mean, well, Milwaukee has guys like the Drew Holidays, yeah. that kind of yeah. guy. In my right, opinion. right, right, and, and even but, even Marcus Smart, yeah. right. And yep. the the other part of this is they all have guys who aren't afraid in big spots. Like right. look, look at Luka Doncic last night. Right. Yeah. Oh like, my goodness. Like like here, let, let's go. Like like just come on, you know, get on my back. You watch in look at Drew Holiday did in that game, whatever it was, which was seven, game five, 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 sorry, yeah. game five with the defensive plays that he made at the end of the game, and others stepped up. Portis gets that putback. Oh my goodness! They're they're the Sixers. It, it, it other than Maxi who was trying his rear end off at the end. I'm not, but the rest of them just hid. Man, it was terrible. <laughs> Rob's face right. like a volcano. All right, volcano I got about the blow. All right, good. Here's good news. The Phillies won. Phillies won last night. They won in L.A., and, and they tried to kind of give it away, but they survived. Oh, my um, goodness. Harper with another big offensive night. He's he's really come on. Um, and and it feels like they got a, a, an ounce of momentum going, maybe a tiny little bit. Maybe I'm begging a little bit here, but it feels like they had a little something going. So maybe they can keep this thing rolling in L.A. It's not going to be easy against this Dodger team because you get them for four games. You know, this, this, that, this is a four-game set. That bullpen is giving me an ulcer, man. I'm telling oh. you, they almost they almost blew a seven one lead again. Alvarez last back. night. Oh. oh my goodness! You know he pitched a third of an inning, a third, five hits, four on runs on twenty three pitches. And he gave up four on runs on twenty three pitches. Derek, it's clear he had nothing. No, like nope. Why nope. are you riding him that long? Nope, nope. I, 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 uh, I don't know. No, I don't right, get so. it. And at that time, they had nobody up in the bullpen. No, nobody. No. Here's the other little scary piece here. Now, thank God for the DH this year, the universal DH in both leagues, because Harper can still be in the lineup and he's he's right. really come on heading wise. He's got a minor tear of his UCL. Yeah. Mm. That is not good, man. They're no. not going to let him no. throw for another four weeks. They're giving him an injection to help you know growth and whatever. <laughs> I I don't feel good about this one, man. It's it's you a heard, bad you- sign. Remember I said, uh, was it earlier this week or late last week? I said, even though he's not throwing, every time he extends and swings, he's at, he's he's aggravating that thing, man. Mm-hmm. When you're swinging as hard as you can carrying a piece of lumber, whether it's 34-ounce, 36-ounce piece of lumber, and mm-hmm. you irritate, you know, most people, where you got your arm in a sling like this for four weeks. 
Yeah. Okay. He's mm-hmm. playing every night, even though he's not throwing. Um, he's st- extending that thing. Man, that's not going to be four weeks. No. It may be longer than four weeks. No. Yeah. And I just hope, I hope, you know, he doesn't, like you're talking about, swing and miss at one point and then just go down in a heap grabbing that elbow, man. And that, that thing just snaps. But maybe because he's a lefty and it's his, it, you know, right, it, right, it's right. this elbow. Maybe it's right. not as the torque isn't as bad on it. I don't know. I don't know all the ins and outs. But anyway, they won. Did you guys see this too? Uh, get back to hoops, not the Sixers. But that Nike's dropping Kyrie. Yeah, man. What's that about, dude? So wow. The reasoning that's being given is uncertainty surrounding his NBA future. Now, if you guys remember earlier this year when his latest model sneaks came out, he went nuts on, on social media. He trashed them. Did you? Oh, he, yeah. This oh, was yeah. in July. He called yeah. the sneaks trash and insisted I have nothing to do with design or the marketing. And, and and Nike plans to release it without my okay. I'm sure that didn't sit well with the suits. Right, no, right. No, you know? no, no. So I, I think they're looking. At, this will be the last year. They'll the 22-23 season. Then their deals up, and they're going to say goodbye to Kyrie. So we'll hey, see man, how some that of you guys out. like Kyrie. Some of those guys they get multi-million dollar deals. Mm-hmm. Yep. With the shoe cut. Think about Allen Iverson. Allen Iverson hasn't played in how long? He still has money coming in from Reebok. Well, that was that was the most brilliant thing that that Billy King could have done. Billy King, I think, helped, helped negotiate this and and, yep. and Allen's people, but they put it his 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 um contract in a trust part yep. of it, where he gets a certain percentage after maybe when he turns fifty. I don't know exactly when. I know he gets an NBA pension at fifty five. I think you're right that this uh, Nike money kicks in. But hey, man, you see what he's paying and child support and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, so that's what, gonna. What he paying child support? A, a lot. Like she, she, his, his wife. I don't know if they're married or ex or I'm not sure, yeah. but took him to took him to court about it. So it's you know. Yeah. Yeah. Man. So anyway, so that there's that uh, NBA tonight, Derek. I know you're gonna be locked in on this one, man. This, this is go. a biggie here. We got uh, Boston Milwaukee game six back there. I mean that right now it is it's three two Milwaukee after that comeback win in Boston the other night that this this series has been nothing short of awesome. Uh, that's a, that's a series where the home court doesn't have a factor. They've both won um, on the other team's court. Milwaukee's won two games on their court. I yep. think Boston is a little shook right now. Yeah, Boston, they are. Boston they had a fourteen point lead in the fourth quarter. Yep, and the Bucks came back and took it to them at their, on their court. I think Boston is shook. And I think the Bucs are going to come out and, and, and try to end this thing. Boston doesn't want to go back. I mean, Milwaukee doesn't want to go back no. to Boston for a seventh game. No. Finish, finish it, man. You know, I mean, you had Giannis bleeding, Drew Holiday making plays, Bobby Porter's making a play. You know, people forget one of the biggest plays in the game. I think Giannis for the entire playoffs was like two of 17 from beyond the arc, right? Mm-hmm. He steps up, hits that three at the top. When he let it go, I'm like, why? Yes. He hits a three, makes it 105-102. Drew comes back down the court, hits another three at the top of the key. It's 105 all. And then Drew makes those two defensive plays. I don't think anybody in that Boston arena or anybody on the Boston team thought Milwaukee was going to come back and win that game. They had them dead to rights. They let them off the hooks. And, you know, just like Marcus Smart said after the game, that's why they're defending champs. Mm -hmm. And, And doing it without Middleton. So for for all the injury excuses we want to, you know, lay on the Sixers and all that, Milwaukee's out there doing things without one of their – you could argue they're number two, whatever, wherever you want to put them, three maybe behind Holiday. But still, 
you know, a big time effort by them. Well, you and know, then, go back, go back to last season, Rob. When uh, remember Giannis had that devastating leg injury in, in one playoff game. People didn't even know if he was going to become be able to come back and play the rest of the series. Yeah. He came back, and it, you know, and they lose two games, the first two games of Phoenix. They come back and win four straight in that fourth game. He puts that team on his back on a bad leg, scored fifty points Incredible. in the deciding game. Yeah, it was incredible. That's he, a, a Barrett Brooks stuff right there. That is, that is a Barrett Brooks. <laughs> I agree with that, man. hundred uh, uh, percent. Lastly, we get uh, Memphis Golden State. That's 3-2 uh, Golden State up. Memphis blew their doors off the other night, and that goes back to Golden State. I, I, as I, I shouldn't always be the one to write off Memphis because I've done that, especially with Moran out, and they showed a lot of heart the other night. I don't think this gets past Golden State tonight. I think Golden no, State. No, no, no. Yeah. Golden State did them a favor and let them win in front of their home crowd. Send them off in a blaze of glory. You know, when, when have you seen Golden State losing games by 39 points, 35 points? Yeah, yeah. They, 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 they were laughing, man. They, they were laughing, they, man. They were laughing, man. Yeah, that's a really good yeah. You got us. You got us. Yeah, exactly. you got us. Okay. Yeah, tonight, exactly. tonight is going to be bombs away. Right. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, you're going to see Steph and Clay just going Ooh, bananas tonight. And a kid, uh, what's the name? Jordan Poole. Poole's a beast. Who, by yeah. the way, is from the great city of Milwaukee. I'm just saying. Here we just go. It out there. Here we he had, go. He had yeah. to work that in. I'm just throwing right, it out there. Right. Okay. All right. On that note, all right, gentlemen, what a show. Brian Dawkins, incredible. Uh, what a week. Reaction. What a week. I mean, Howie Roseman, Brian Dawkins, Ray Didinger, just in the last what? three days. Man. What? Sports Take does not play. And we – Let's be let's be honest. We are smoking everybody's ass, okay? And we will keep doing it. I can't say that word. I'm not allowed to say that word. Buttocks. Say ah-da-da then. That's all you got to do. I can say ah-da-da, yeah. Yes, amen. Well, you guys guys have – instead of talking in the third person, (laughs) ah-da-da. There you go. You guys have a great weekend. You do the same, brother. Xander Krause, great job producing the program. Want to thank everybody, all of you in the comment section, everybody who's watching, everybody just keep smashing that like button, tell a friend. We do appreciate it. We'll keep it cracking next week. And everybody stay safe and have some fun out there. For Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, I'm Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thank you. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on action. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, 
IBEW Local 98 members went back to work building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities with Local 98, visit us, ibew98.org. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glass is for cocktails, right? It's for this, this, this. And that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rim... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.